right. ghost ride, it doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. You didn't ghost ride like your dad did. You'll uh, Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. He has a lot of problems. Struggle to be top five in points at the end of the season. Wow. When you bleach your, your, your hair, you're, you're a sellout. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode number 244. We are back in studio here. We are going to wrap up uh, the Southwick National here. We got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of stuff that's starting to come out here as far as silly season things go. Obviously, the big news with Cooper Webb this week. Um, I jumped on, did a quick video, so make sure to go check that out. It's on the channel here. Um, but me and Justin are going to cover that, too. Before we get started... Frickin' forgot to do this again today. Darn it. <sighs> Just want to thank our sponsors here. If I get the right email, that would help too. Uh, yeah, so just want to thank our sponsors here. So we're going to start with our presenting sponsors. First up, TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop. They powder coat everything from, uh, from two-tone wheels to any sort of motorcycle project you could be working on. Um, so make sure to check them out at tlrcoatings.com or on all the major social media networks at tlrcoatings. Um, also presenting here... Kind of new spot, new new old sponsor, uh, CompleteMedSolutions.com. Uh, Coach Rob and his development team have added yet another level of evaluation feedback with the introduction of Complete Med Solutions, a comprehensive blood evaluation service that can quickly and conveniently get you an accurate snapshot of your current level of health and athletic potential. If you're struggling with fatigue, sleep, and or athletic performance, let Coach Rob and his staff of medical doctors take a comprehensive look. At the health of your blood, the foundation of health, to determine what the adjustments need to be, what adjustments need to be made with your nutrition and exercise habits to turn these symptoms around as quick as possible. Turnaround time from date of purchase to speaking with a CMS doctor is 14 days. No waiting for a referral from your primary care provider. No waiting for blood scripts, etc. This service will be available beginning July 15th, and and details can be found at CompleteMedSolutions.com. Or if you have any questions. You can send an email to contact at coachrob.com. Or if there's any privateers out there uh, that want to hit him up asking about this kind of stuff, because this can be really, really helpful for you, uh, DM me, shoot me a text, something like that, and I will uh, I will get you guys in contact with Coach directly there. So, um, Also on board with us, Holster Co. Reload Rant. I do have a rant. So do I, actually. Oh. Well, it's, a, <laughs> it's, not, a, it's not a rant about the broadcast. It's just some topic. A topic that it, I'll just I have a rant. Okay, you got a rant too. Yep. Uh, Gutterworks is going to be bringing you our 450 race recap, aka my nap time on the weekends, because that's pretty much what it's turned into here. Uh, and then Adept Creative Co. going to bring you our 250 race recap, which we got a lot to talk about with that. And Isaac Nelson Designs, as always, going to bring you our Deegan Danger Zone section because I'm feeling dangerous. Okay, white stew. Wow, you racist fuck. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyways. That might be the most racist thing I've ever heard you say. I could come up with something more. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. We like to stay on YouTube. So in studio with me here, usual co-host, it's Justin. Hey, bud. Oh, uh, hey, man. What's going on? Uh, I mean, you could have came inside and had some cake. We were having cake, bro. I don't really do cake. 
I do strawberry shortcake. We didn't have that. Oh, well, you're a disappointment then. Okay. Great. <laughs> Still uh, care about you. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, privateer hero and world supercross guy, Kevin Moran's going to come on a bit later here, kind of talk us through WSX. I'm going to talk us through uh, Southwick National here because he's been just doing it all. So um, we'll have him on here in a little bit as soon as he gets back from his flight. Uh, we are going to cover, like I said, Southwick National. We've got Tomac News. We've got Web News. We've got uh, WSX we're going to talk about here, too. So lots to get into. What do you want to start with? Well, do you want to just kind of start with our normal review, 450 class? Like we kind of Sure. Do? I feel like that other stuff we can talk about it after we do all the recaps. Okay, sure. Uh, 450 race recap. Brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Gutters, always well hung, just like Justin Barsha. If you're in the southwest Michigan area and you need any sort of gutters or outdoor uh, 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 exterior remodeling stuff done, make sure to check them out. Josh and Kayla, great moto people. Link in the description down below. All right. <clears throat> well, we're now 12-0. and 0. Mm-hmm. Uh, He definitely looked beat after those motos. It's humid, as which, it always is at the wick. Which was different than what we've seen with him. Um, which kind of gives a little bit more, uh, I think, kind of shows that he was trying a little bit harder yesterday. So I will say, I think the the perfect season thing, He, I don't know that he really cares about it. Um, I, was li- I was listening to an interview with uh, Dan Truman. On the Moto 60 show last week on Steve's Moto 60 show. And Dan's really close with the Lawrence brothers. Yeah. Like he kind of, I think he manages that compound they have or something. Um, but anyway, uh, and he said, he was like, he was like, so Jack came to me this week and he goes, dude, if Tomac was here, do you think I'd beat him? <laughs> because this is like a thing now. Like it is crazy how much they're talking about the broadcast, bringing it up to. But it's what Stu- the hell? What the hell else are you going to talk about? Stu and dude? Ricky, obviously, are the only ones that are like qualified to talk about this. But it mm-hmm. is just wild, like how much of a debate this is about Jet. And you're right, like it's kind of hard to talk about other people. Like you can, you know, but like it's crazy to hear like Stu and and Ricky break down like their opinions yeah. of Jet because this is like uncharted territory for for those two mm-hmm. to ever kind of talk about this stuff. Yeah. And it is wild to hear like the way how polar opposite both of them are mm-hmm. when it comes to what they do or don't think Jet is doing. Yeah. Where like Ricky is kind of and I don't know if this is just Ricky trying to appeal to the masses. He's kind of going with like what the normal thought of what Jet is doing as opposed to Stu is kind of like what I believe and what some of the other people believe, like, yeah, he's trying. Could he get beat? Yes. Would he still have the championship? Probably. But he's not unbeatable. Chase is going to beat him. Eli would beat him. It's just, it's crazy to hear the back and forth banter on on the broadcast when those two start talking about this. Because this is something in my lifetime, because I, I've, I've seen, I was there, I witnessed it in person, on TV. I was part of all of that. To hear those two talk about something that, Really, up until this point, was never, ever talked about. Here's the thing. You want to talk about the guys who are most qualified to talk about, A, if he can do this, and B, where it stacks up? Mm. Those two are it. Yeah, they're the only ones. They're the only ones everybody to else, talk all, about this All of stuff. us, even if you were to get somebody as accomplished of, as Eli Tomac, like, yeah. he can't, he's not really qualified to talk about Nope. Like, e- Hurlings, Geyser, Kevin, like, you can go through all the greats, McGrath, Ricky, jo- like, everybody. Nobody's qualified to talk about this outside no. of those two. And it is just, it's for me as a person who was part of that era. I mean, obviously, I was part of the 90s era to begin with, but that mm-hmm. era, 
I love it because it's just it's something that is up until this year never really been discussed. It's almost like it was a taboo thing to talk about because it's like, well, Ricky and James are the only ones that are allowed to talk about this shit. Yeah. Well, now it's like they're in the booth and they're talking about it. And I kind of feel like it's blowing people's minds because it's just something that up until this point, they've never they've been asked questions about it, but they've never really expanded on the whole perfect yeah, season. And now, now they're having to expand on it, which is super interesting. I will say, so the show last week, you or maybe it wasn't last week, but you've said, you know, oh, it's not as impressive. They're not racing as many people. There was a guy in the comments. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. Broke down the entire thing. Like, you know what? This is actually, even though, uh, even though, like, it doesn't look as good or whatever, you know, because there isn't that other guy that's really pushing him. Yeah. He broke down the dude's during Ricky and Stu's era, like perfect seasons, like who had won titles and stuff like that, who were in the class with them versus the jet train. Yeah. And they're like, and they're, and they only did healthy people too. It wasn't like they were running like Barsha and Anderson and all this crap like that. And they're like, dude, this, this is the list for jet. And it's like, and then it's like Stu and Ricky, like there's no comparison as far as like how many accomplished dudes, which I know, I know it's still different, but I was just like, well, that's, an interesting point to bring up but you also have to remember the guys that they were racing though yeah they also race them in other classes and that's why those guys don't have as many championships yeah well and, and like because like, kevin window i know Tedesco, what you're, i yeah. know what you're saying yeah. but i'm just saying like oh there's the no line skinny yeah. like when you when you lay it out on paper it's like dude jet's got all these title guys who have have all these titles because that's what he was basically listing was like I think I'm not sure if he did wins, but I know he did titles for different guys who were in the class. You know, like I said, with Jet now, and then with those two guys when they did their perfect season, and it wasn't even close. There were so many more now. But I mean, you can also look at you can say the same thing about like when Eli Tomac was winning and stuff. Yeah, I mean, because if you look at if you like started comparing, and it's kind of like apples to oranges, different era, whatever. But like you start comparing to go down the list. Okay, so you look at a guy like Dylan Ferrandis, who obviously mm-hmm. everybody know Dylan's one of my guys. And then you compare somebody like, okay, who would be the third guy? Chad Reed. Is 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 Dylan on Chad Reed's level as far as accomplishments? No. No. Well, is, is, is Aaron yeah, Plessinger he's... on Kevin Windham is what Kevin Windham did his yeah. accomplishments? Like, I get it, and I totally don't – I don't disagree with that, but it's just comparing what somebody has done as far as, like, titles – you have to also look at who those guys were racing at the time, too. It's just something you never sure. compare because it's different eras. It's yeah. like comparing the 80s to the 90s and the mm-hmm. 90s to the 2000s because me, and I've said this plenty of times, I still say you take Ricky and Stu at the level that they were at and you put them on modern bikes, they would beat all these guys and it wouldn't even be a question. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just I get it. And, and, it, and it's, it's, it is very impressive. You look at what those guys accomplished. But I think it's just always going to be hard because it's look, totally different eras. Look, it was it was interesting to see it written out, but I wasn't coming in hot with it to fist like fight he, you over it. Like, so example, like, like if, if Eli was out there, <laughs> yeah. do you think Jet would be undefeated right now? No. Because I'm sorry, no. Eli would have beat Jet both motos yesterday at yeah, Southwick. 100%, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Not to say that Jet still wouldn't win the championship. Yep. Not taking that away at yep. all. I'm 100% with but the he, stew he, train he, of thought. He like, wouldn't be undefeated right now. No. And I know, once again, that's a hypothetical and you don't and, know. And going back to what I said. Dan yeah. Dan told him the same thing. He's like, dude, no way. He's like, Eli would have beat you at some point. Yeah. Here. Like, at some point, Eli would have been beast mode, and Jet yeah. would have been like, I don't, I don't want to do that. He's I, like, he's like, don't get me wrong. He's like, you're really fucking good too. Yeah, of course. But like, Eli's yeah. Eli Tomac. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, whatever. So, so yeah, it's it, it's just it's crazy that we're at a point that we're talking about this, and it's cr- it's crazy to hear Ricky and Stu talk about it mm-hmm. because, like I said, up until this point, like this has never really been discussed. 
But it is weird to me that they're on two different ends of the spectrum. Like, Ricky, once again, is with the the most what people believe, whereas Stu is kind of, like, he doesn't really think that Jet, a lot of times, isn't pushing harder than we think. Like, Ricky just believes, oh, Jet can just wick it up at any time. Yeah. Whereas, like, Stu is kind of like the stuff that I've been saying, which... Stu is very hard on the, like, he's pushing it, and it's like, man... There's sometimes that I, I see that, but I'm like, man, dude, there's a lot of times that, like, I'm sorry. I just don't agree with that. And and I know I have nowhere to talk compared to Stu. I also think Stu is one of the guys that's actually more qualified to talk about who's pushing and who's not as <laughs> that, opposed to well, Ricky. Well, that... Because Ricky was know. always full bore. So, Ricky was always full bore. I was going to say, so I haven't watched enough Stu... I've watched a lot of Stu stuff, but I haven't watched enough, and I wasn't around in that era yeah. Um, to know what he looked like. Like, if he looked this slow kind of like jet did yesterday i mean dude there was no point yesterday that i looked at jet and was like man he's fucking pushing but then it you look at how he was it's like yeah but it, it was always just like man he's just cruising but yeah, yeah you look at how spenny was and it's like holy shit like yeah he was he must have been pushing i mean like you even look at that last that fast lap that heater he was trying to put it in the second moto yeah. and then when i don't know if it was march banks that gotten away with him like mm-hmm. dude he was pushing yeah so it's just once again i think it's a technique thing because like i used to say this about kevin windham everybody's always said it you look at k-dub and you're like dude he's not even trying and then you look you're like oh he's at the top of the board mm-hmm. it's just jet he hops up over shit whereas chase just plows into shit dude and it's that- the same thing with eli like you know when eli is going fast yeah but with jet like the fact that he just wheel taps he preloads pops up and over shit he's very light on the bike you're like dude it's hard to think he's going fast but once again i've said it before in supercross it's because he's grabbing so much traction all the time because yeah. he's not bearing it. That's why it, it just it's weird. I never noticed how much Chase bulldogs shit until yesterday. And then I went, wow. Because yeah. like when you watch him compared to Jet Ride, it is night and day different. He does a lot of he does a lot of the same things that Jet does as far as how he approaches the track. Like he's standing yes, up and stuff. And yeah. he pops up and over shit, but yes, they definitely But he pushes through a lot more shit than Jet yeah, does. Exactly. And it, and I think I think he developed some of that after racing Eli last summer. I will tell you what, though, dude. They, these guys... Uh, I'm going to say this, and you're going to disagree with me, but that's okay. I completely, like... I'm not sure who beats him this year because you look at, like, yesterday... Number one, this is something that I've noticed in the practice show, and I'm not sure if you've noticed it. Jet doing stoppies all over the place? Yeah. How many of those guys do you see doing that? Just like so relaxed on race day, they're just it's like, best, "Yo, it's Kenny." They're like, "Yo, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna do stop." Yeah, Kenny, Kenny that's exactly that it. Shit. That's the last I mean, person I've had, seen, and that's where the whole time he figured he started doing the whole loading up on the front, riding, the, and then hitting the whole shot. Yeah, the but that's not what that. And at first, when I first saw that a couple weeks ago, I thought, "Oh, that's what just doing." Now I'm like, "No, that's not what he's doing. He's just doing stoppies because he likes to do stoppies." Yeah, which I'm like, it's. That's how relaxed he is. Yeah. And Dan said in the in the Moto sixty show on Thursday, he's like, dude, he's like, honestly, he's like, I don't know if somebody beats him because the kid is so just and he doesn't want to say he doesn't care, but he's like, dude, he's so just week by week, like, oh yeah, we're just going I'm just going it's to race my before it's because he's a yeah. rookie and he doesn't know any better because he's still a kid. Well, I and- have noticed though, outside of the second moto at high point, because he didn't get a good start, pretty yeah. much he's got starts all year long outside mm-hmm. of that moto. And it's the same, it's what happened when Chase ripped the holy and, and when Dylan, I think because he is so loose all the time, that's why he can go so hard so early. Yeah. It would be interesting to, to me, and we get here in a few weeks and we'll get to where I think Chase is going to be in these next couple rounds, what it would be like if he 
has to race somebody else's race at the beginning of the moto, and people are like, well, high point, he got a bad start. He was only doing what he was doing because that track was blown out. Yeah. So it's like, but because he is so loose so early in the motos, that's why he can get a gap the way he does. The same thing when he got around Chase, got around Dylan. Because I'm sitting there, I'm going, dude, what the fuck are you guys doing? But then it clicked with me. I'm like, it's because Jet just is so willy-nilly with his attitude. Yeah. He doesn't think about the fact of, man, I might blow myself out if I try to push this hard at the beginning of the moto. So I get those big gaps, and then he makes people ride his race. He mm-hmm. makes them come, and then he can wick it up because he has more energy. So it's going to be interesting to see the moment when somebody gets to start, and he can't get around them really early. I, but here's the thing. When the fuck are we going to see that? Because yesterday, I'll, I'll be real honest, when Sexton yanked that start, it, was it the first moto? It was the first moto. moto. Dylan got when, the start when Sexton, moto. when Sexton yanked that start first moto, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, like, but this I mean, is going to be a fucking battle. And then in two corners, yeah. he blew by Chase like he was standing still. And I'm like, Chase is okay. Never yeah. fucking mind. Yeah, it's 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 a weird thing. And, and I and like I said, I really noticed yesterday because I get like I'm I got frustrated because I'm like, what the fuck are you guys do? Like I understand you don't want to blow yourself out. You don't want to make a, a mistake, especially if you're stiff at the beginning of the moto, which yeah. a lot of normal people are. Yeah, which Jet is not normal. A lot of normal people are <laughs> stiff at the beginning of the moto. Like they're trying Just to get kicking it, bro. Yeah, their heart rate's up super high, but they're you know whatever. But. I'm like, dude, I'm like, what are you fucking guys doing? Like, if I'm Chase and I'm on the inside of Jet, I'm like, dude, I'm running you wide in the corner. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Here. You got to do something to get this kid off of his off of his comfort zone or out of his comfort zone, however you want to word it, because I think these guys are giving this kid too much leeway. Dude, run it in. I'm, I'm not for dirty riding, but at this point, it's kind of the same shit with what Ricky and Stu did back in the I day. I honestly think Dylan would, but Dylan can't fucking hang. Well, we'll get to that in a minute with the he, way Dylan, with can't, his bullshit he, that he's got. He can't fucking hang right now. Well, and fucking, I know there's shit going on. Like, yeah. that's whatever. And we'll get to that in a second. But, I just, but, like, he can't hang. And Sexton, dude, I, I'm here to tell you, if we go next week into Millville, and they pull starts on him like they did this week or whatever, and he blows by them in the first two corners... Outside of Unadilla, because I just don't know how well Jet's going to ride Unadilla well, after last year. I don't give a shit about Washougal either. The only one I'm worried about is Unadilla. Jet at this hasn't point won Washougal yet. Jet hasn't won on. Has Jet? Did Jet win? Yeah. He's won all these other He's tracks. Won, the, the tracks that he struggles with the most is Washougal and Unadilla. Well, I'm here to tell you at this point, the only one I'm really concerned about is Unadilla. And the way he's riding, I'm still like, dude, he's going to have so much confidence. It's not going to matter because it's going to take him 10% higher just in confidence alone. That it's like, because like I said, literally yesterday when, when Sexton got that start, I was like, oh, yes. I was like rubbing my hands because I was like, finally, we're going to get a 450 race here yeah. that's going to be like last year, battle to the end or whatever. Because Chase can ride the wick. He's he's okay. He's not it. great in the sand, though. He's not great. He's even said Well, this. that's Remember what he said. Year? And then last year, he fucking did whatever he did with it. I mean, so. Eli told Eli. Yeah. He but, beat him down. I just I don't think I expected him to get to beat Jet in the sand. And we might as well just get to chase at this point. Um, Sexton goes 2-3 two, two, three, two. Three two, three for yeah, third. Two thir- what? 2-3 for third. He went 2-2 two, two yesterday. No, he went 2-3. Dylan went 3-2. Are you looking at Redbud or are you looking at what the Wick? Oh, fuck. I was Hold about on. to say. I clicked Southwick, but it... I was about to say, Chase went 2-2. It's two, hard two. to tell because yeah. Jet's always at the top with 1-1. One, one. Yeah, okay, so Sexton goes 2-2. Two, two. Sorry. Yeah, so... I didn't at any point think that he was going to win the wick yesterday because he's even said like he is not great in the sand. It's something he's got to work on. Like it's it. I mean, he got. But we go to Millville last year. He should have split motos with Eli. The only reason he didn't win that first moto is because the burn the rut gave out, blew out going down the hill before Mount Martin, 
And then the second moto, like Eli just wanted to go beast mode and jet or Chase had nothing for him. Yeah. These next three rounds to me are probably the rounds that I could see he's going to give Jet trouble because I think they're probably three of his favorite tracks outside of Paula. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I just yesterday, Chase, I think he tried to up to a level that he probably was not comfortable with trying to run with Jet. And I think because he's obviously not 100% yet, he blew himself out. Whoa, because whoa. Now, wait. Haven't you heard? No. Supposedly, that mono test he got was a false positive. I'm not even talking about the mono bullshit. I'm talking about the fact of, like, he just hasn't been riding. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I've, I've, now, yeah, he I've have, now heard that that mono test mono. was a we, false we positive. We all know he didn't have mono. Uh-huh. That yeah, was, I, I wasn't referring to that. I was the fact of, like, who knows how long he's even been on the bike, how much training up until Red Bud's second round or second race. Um, no, I still believe that, and I, I stand by what Stu said, if Chase never would have got hurt at Paula, it, in the first practice and then in the middle of the week in the secret test, we would have had a battle this it year. It wasn't a secret test. It was a big test. There were a bunch of teams there. Well, it wasn't secret, secret test in the sense that nobody else heard about it uh, outside yeah. of yeah, the, anyway. the know people. So not secret. You're right. Not a lot secret. of secrets happening right now. Yeah, whatever. We'll get to we'll that get later. To that. <laughs> um, but I, I still believe that Chase, this would be a battle for the championship. Like, There's no reason to believe, especially not hearing Jet say, yeah, I was going 95%, like, because they asked him about that. Mm-hmm. Like, where where is your level at? And he goes, yeah, 95%. Once again, we know that going 100% on a he 450. I'll tell you what. He didn't look beat down after the race yesterday. Who's that? Chase? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. He, look, he looked fine. No, he looked fine. I think it's just one of those is, is just getting your reflexes back to what it was. And once again, being off the bike for a while. I, well, I'm here to tell you, if he, if he doesn't win a moto next week, I don't know that he beats him this year. I think I will. I would give the best chances at Washougal, Unadilla, Millville. I think it's. Uh, he was good at Millville last year, dude. That's he what was, I'm saying. He I was think, really fucking good. I think good. Millville. It's a fifty-fifty shot. I think it goes up Washougal, Unadilla, especially Unadilla because Jets just not been great there for some odd reason. Um, Let me ask you this: If we get to Washougal and he hasn't beat him, do we see Chase not ride the rest of the outdoors? No, I think he's going to ride because I think you I think, think he's, you think he's going to keep busting his confidence like this because i'll tell you what this isn't good upstairs wise for him to continue to get beat down by this kid i think he's gotta i think he's gotta keep riding because who knows what his situation is going to be going into the smx rounds because we don't really we know it's we don't know is he going to be on a honda is his ktm deal going to start then like what's the he's not riding ktm for smx his honda deals through october 1st well He's gonna. He's gonna be. Look. Hey, this clearly is, we found out that it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> we'll, so we'll, we'll, we will get to that. But no way. He's gonna ride Honda. All right. So they're, then they're yeah, talking, he's gonna keep riding. They're talking about like if he wants to ride. What's it called? Like is Honda gonna what's give that? Designations. He's not riding designations. No fucking way. There. <sighs> uh, actually, that was something I was gonna ask you if you wanted to bring up. We can. We're talk not about gonna. It. We're we not gonna talk send, about it later. We're not sending a team. You don't think we're gonna send a team no. at all? No, we're not sending a team. You don't think we're gonna send a team at all? Who the fuck are we gonna send? Who are we gonna send? That's a great your two fifty guy. You have a you have choice between Hayden Deegan and RJ. Who's your four fifty guys? Cowie's not sending anybody. Cowie's not going to. Chase is not going to go. Cooper Webb's obviously not going to go. Eli's not going to be. Who are you going to send? RJ will be on a four fifty. And I don't know who the I don't know who the next Barsha one. Which won't is be ready really, by then. So what, that's the thing is, who's our next best American? That, that is this is something that was brought up this week, and they were like, "Look, the only reason I think Chase would go." And like try to work it where he just rode the number one. He's going to KTM where DeCoster's in charge of the mm. Disnations team. Okay, DeCoster is the same way as us. No matter what we say, of like he wants to save face too. So like forcing him to not go or ride it ride his new bike is fucking dumb. Yeah. 
So he's going to be like, all right, look, we'll let him ride the Honda. I think Honda and Lars like that event enough that they would send him. And you cha- think Jet and Hunter go? And chase? Oh yeah. You think so? Oh yeah. Because they think they're going to win. Australia? Oh yeah. Oh, well, oh yeah, those two are going to lead fucking Australia to as close as they can fucking get. Close as go, but they're many. not going to. They won't win. I, well, I their third guy's I, way too. I don't. I don't know what the third guy situation is. So well, like, here, I'm here. I'm way out on that. But yeah. but back to the back to the U.S. thing, and it's because Chase will get to run the number one plate on his bike, which I think will be would be a big check mark because he still has enough of that pride in the U.S. type deal for that kind of shit that he would want to do that. And who knows if he's ever going to get that chance again in his career. So it's like, okay. And and the other thing is, is it's only a week after the SMX shit's over. So it's like, he's going to be on the Honda anyway. Then you have a week of outdoors. Then you go do this and then you can jump on the KTM. So you're not really even going to get a jump. I just personally don't believe we send a team because of the fact that there's no way we don't send a team. There's no way they don't send somebody a one, who two, loves three. MX of Nations. I just don't see it, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a shit show. There's nobody they're gonna fucking send. We're gonna get oh they're gonna send Deegan. We'll get smoked. No, they're gonna send Deegan. Well, yeah, I mean, because he's gonna be outside of something crazy. He'll probably be the number one US 250 guy. But yeah, we're gonna get smoked. They're gonna send Deegan. RJ's already been panhandling trying to fucking get on the team, which the I think he's gonna be the 450. The, you're gonna have to. the MX3 guy. You'll have to, and then you're gonna or whatever. And yeah. Three. MX3 and then yeah. Chase is going to be your MX1 guy. That's it. that's how it's going to go. If that is the team we're going to get smoked. There's no you heard it you heard it here first. I know they've been talking about it on a lot of other shows this week, but I'm going to stamp this as you're going to have Chase go on the Honda with the number 1 plate for MX1. You're going to have RJ go with the number is it 3 plate? Yeah. For MX3 and, and you're going to have Deegan going to go with the number 2 for the well, MX2 ha- class. Well, if that's the case if Hunter and Jet and then Chase do go that hunt that Honda tent's going to be real interesting because Tim Guys is going to be there for a while. He's going to be there cuz Slovenia will for the they'll send a team this time. Yeah, cuz So you're going to have you're going to yeah. have you're and Geyser comes back this weekend for Czech Republic. Oh, does he? Cool. So you're going to have a weird dynamic there. Yeah. It's that's whatever, man. Be a weird fucking thing. I don't, I, I, I don't, look, I don't you, really care. I'm not even going to be around it. You know <laughs> that I love that event. I have the I I yeah. just I do. But I think us sending a team this year is a terrible idea. There's not a chance. We sent a team that was Thomas Covington, Sealy, and Zach Osborne. That, and you don't think we're no, going to send just, a team this year, especially with Deegan? Get out of here. No way. And the one, two, three plates, there's no chance we don't send a team. I think it's a we terrible will idea. Send, we will send fucking... We didn't send a team in 2021. Suck, uh, fucking E minus. Yeah, well, 2021 had a whole different set of ball game problems going on. Well... If we do send a team, it'll be great because that's part of the thing that makes that event. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we yeah will. at Erne in France, pff, not a chance in hell. We'll get the only the only way we don't send. And I don't think that Australia team that Australia team ain't gonna win. Either. The only way we don't send the French a, team will fucking win. Uh, either Chase or RJ, depending upon however you want to work this, would be the the oddball of Cooper Webb. But we'll get to. What could happen with that? I don't here. think Cooper Webb ever wants to go back to Renee. Well, I don't after know. we'll see. Anyways, so, anyway, so with Chase, uh, no, I tangent. I think that he. I mean, I feel like the show's gonna be a lot of that with all the shit going on. Uh, I think that he. I think he can. It's a fifty-fifty shot next weekend. Um, but I still believe had he not had his issue at Paula, I think that this would be a totally different situation because mm-hmm. there's like I've said this a million times. There's no reason not to believe after the way those two rode that second moto at Paula that Chase can't run with jet and i think even jet was a little surprised that he dropped him because you notice how much he was looking around that first moto oh yeah after chase got into lappers and like i said i think chase blew himself out maybe i think he, I think he blew himself out 
Okay, so explain this to me here then. So Dylan goes 3-3. Three, three. What what happened to your boy yesterday? Really? Yeah. You, you shouldn't ask that? He fucking hates that bike. I have never seen Dylan. I know Dylan, he hates that bike. I have never but... seen Dylan this visibly pissed off about a bike setup oh, man, it's since terrible. his Bud Kawasaki days did you back. Listen, did you listen to his pulp, he's pulp done, interview? He's, he's, no. But he, well, yeah, he was talking about because he doesn't have a deal. And then the whole retiring thing, he's not going to retire. Truman said he's talked to some wives that are real close there. Like, that's not a joke. That's a legitimate thing. He'll like, end he, up on a team. It's just, I don't think it's going to be the situation he wants I want to know who the manufacturer is that's going with the, with who twisted the Twisted T Suzuki teams. Oh, the Hep teams. team? Yeah. I think, I think he ends up on Hep with Kenny. Who? What's the manufacturer Hep's going after, though? They're going after a manufacturer I think, right now. I think every... I They're think, trying to get off Suzuki's. I think that they've talked to KTM, and I think Honda's been thrown around quite a few times. Boy, that would be interesting, the Honda thing. Yeah. Do you want to know the super interesting thing I heard about... Uh, like the Twisted T situation or whatever with that. So that's the same situation as the Bud Light thing Yeah. back in the day with McGrath. Yeah. Do you want to know what's real fucked up? Is like you can't have a rider that's under 25. That's why Dylan Schwartz and Marshall yeah, Don, they're are the not, progressive yeah. team. They're not the Twisted T team. That's super duper yeah. interesting yep. to me. Yep. So I think that he ends up at HEP uh, or whatever it's going to end up being. I mean, that, that's the only place to go because everywhere else is full, man. Yeah, he's been talking to him. Uh, I know he's that, not going to stay where he's at. I'll tell you that much right now. No, he's not going to be on that team. But he is uber pissed off. And dude, like I said, I have not seen Dylan that visibly uh, upset yeah. with the bike since his Bud Racing Kawasaki is, man, days. He was good yesterday. Or, I'm sorry, last week at Red Bud. He was good. And then, like, this week, it's like he's 45 seconds off. Yeah, he, and I'm uh, just like, wow. Yeah, like I said, I think that that's he's just he's over that team. He's over that bike. I don't know what happened from last year to this year outside of the uh, not not talking about the bike, the team, the team dynamic with yeah. him. Uh, I don't know if this has a lot to do with Eli being up in the air with Cooper Webb coming over. Do you think it's a team dynamic or do you really think he just can't get that bike figured out? I think the big I, I would say do, it's more the bike. I was going to say cuz I like everything you hear is like Star will try a lot of shit. Yeah, you know what they should try? Put him on the 2022. <laughs> That's not an option. Well, that should be the fucking option, because I tell you what, he'd be 10 times better on that 2022. Maybe. Because he wouldn't be getting beaten by 45 seconds if he was on the 2022 yesterday. It's so weird, though, how he was so how he was so much better at Red Bud, and then we get yesterday. I mean, I guess I know it's a sand, sand track. It's different, but it's still, like, it's super, yeah. it's weird of, like, how good he was. We'll see if he's better this week. Hopefully he is. Of course, he did say, too, like, they did a ton of testing, and he kind of fucked that up. I still just don't understand. I still think just, dude, his, his chassis, that head thing, so squatted in the rear he can't get away with that he doesn't steer with the rear tire he's not like ryan villapoto no he rides from center to front mm -hmm. and you can't have that back end squatted that much when you ride at the front of the bike yeah and i just don't understand it and i think that's part of it too man i think he was coming in a lot of those bolt a lot of those berms especially the sweep that front end's just sitting high and he couldn't get the front end to plant especially coming out all the square edges and dude like i said i have not seen dylan that visibly pissed off about a bike setup since he was an mx2 guy on bud kawasaki and that was Ten years ago. I just like Dylan is normally like we know this about Dylan. Say what you want about him. I like the dude. I know people have issues with him, whatever. Say the thing about Dylan. He's not a guy that stirs the pot as far as team team wise goes. He no. never has. If he's had an issue, it's something you don't see him talk about it. Yesterday? I don't know. He he'll he'll when has he ever be, thrown star under the bus? He'll be on it. He well he hasn't. That's what I mean. But because that's probably because the bike has never been this bad. And that's what I'm saying though. He's never stirred the pot as far as his team goes. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I don't think you could have paid him to say a good thing about that bike. 
Yeah, it's it's bad. It's a bad situation. There, and you know so. he's probably pissed off, especially going, what the fuck, dude? Like, mm-hmm. I, I should not be getting beat by this much. And I know in his heart of hearts, he knows he can beat these dudes, and he is probably every moment. See, with him, whereas Chase, I don't think it's uh, as much of a mental thing because with Chase, it's different because Chase go- is probably going, well, I know I can beat this kid. Like, I proved I can run with him, whereas Dylan is just like, dude, it's my fucking bike. Like, Chase doesn't really have a big excuse outside the fact that he's been off. Dylan, for him, I don't think that it, he every time he gets beat by Jet or Chase, he's going, oh, man, I can't beat these guys, can't beat these guys. I think he's just, every time he rides that bike, he just gets more and more frustrated. So I don't think going into whatever happens with him next year, mentally he's going to go, fuck, dude, I'm going to get smoked by these guys. I yeah. think he can literally hang his hat on the fact his bike sucks, mm-hmm. which really makes me wonder how Eli would be doing this year on that bike. That's a good question. That's something else that I'm like, I'm like factoring into this a bit of like, so if we had Eli there developing the bike for outdoors too, because that's the other thing too, is like Dylan's the only 450 guy developing that bike. Like there isn't anybody else. So, you know, the wild thing is Hmm. granted, totally different track set up a lot more fast paced over there as opposed to here. Uh, Dude, the Yamaha guys over the GPs are doing great issues. Super cold and often up until Renault got hurt. No issues whatsoever. Yeah, they asked him that, and he kind of danced around it a little bit. He was like, well, yeah, they talked to the Euro guys, but like, we, we don't have any of their setup. Or I honestly also think I chalk it up to the fact that those dudes ride more than our guys, well, and I think that they yeah. just are better at setting up bikes. Yeah, that could be too. So um, so AP goes 4-4. He has a back injury. He also was, what? <laughs> what was worse? Dylan getting beat by what he did or the fact of Dylan had over 40 seconds on AP and fourth? What was uh, worse? I don't know, man. It was weird yesterday. There I think was, there was none of these dudes could fucking hang. None of them. Like, Jet had them, Jet had them all covered. I know he only beat Sexton by, like, 10, 12 seconds, yeah. but I really think that was a management thing, to be honest No, I'm with not you. even talking about that. I'm talking about and the then, fact of and the, then, yeah, Dylan that, had 40 seconds yeah, on AP and yeah, fourth. Yeah. I think that that's... He's got back injury. Yeah, Whatever. I think this is just a thing that everybody's like, hey, we'll just like trickle it out that there's an injury, and the guy just goes, okay, cool, whatever. Well, we all know it's because they took his fucking forks. Yeah. They took his suspension. They won't let him ride the stock stuff. I don't know, man. This definitely reiterates the conversation we had last week, though, about AP. Like, dude, I love AP to death, but yesterday it was bad. Well, and AP's not going to say anything because AP is going to AP's resigned for that team yeah. for next year. So he's not going to say shit. So Well, and I'm also looking at the schedule coming up, and outside of Bud's Creek and Iron Man, I can't find a track where I'm like, yeah, AP's going to no. do better. No. he. This is this is where where he's kind of slotting in here. We're, we're now starting to see the, the hierarchy. Yeah. Really good. Check up there. Uh, March Banks goes 10-5 for fifth. He is pretty good on that 450, man. If he could get off the fucking gate, it would be better. <sighs> yeah, I mean, this also kind of makes Brandon Haas and um, what's his name? Um, I'm actually wildly impressed at how much of a public talking point that actually is of how bad they were on the 250. What is it, Mike Minacci or whatever? I don't know. I, th- I think like it's that. Mike Minacci. Uh, that definitely makes them look like a, bu- and I would never say this about yeah. Brandon Haas because Brandon Haas, I actually respect the hell out of him. Makes him look real fucking dumb. It, it makes that, it makes that because even our stupid asses are like, why is Garrett, why is Garrett on a two fifty? Yeah, well, <laughs> the thing is, is that two is I, I don't think it's, I don't think it was him on the two fifty. I think the two fifty is not good that they have for some reason, which is weird because that which bike, well, granted it's different outdoors supercross, but that yeah. bike was fine in supercross. Yeah, look so how well Enzo. So did. the outdoors is super, super, super interesting that it's that bad outdoors um 
but man, it's it is, and he's gotten himself into the SMX shit now. So yeah, that's also something too with the points I want to talk about. Although, like we can just glo- like go over it. Uh, I have a comment about that whole thing, and we've talked about it. But as far as the SMX goes with Garrett, um, it really does make me wonder how he's going to fare come SMX. Because obviously it's not a true, they're not true supercars. It doesn't matter. He'd go out there, just roll around and get 25K. So fuck it, do it. No, I mean, it's like, I'm just curious if he comes in prepared, uh, what his mindset's going to be. Is he going to be like, dude, never really ridden a 450 in supercross. Granted, once again, not typical supercross. Is he going to go out there and try to actually like, hey, I want to do well, get some top Mm -hmm. tens. Or is he just going to kind of go there and it's going to be a learning experience for him? Here's my thing. Is this like where he hovers? Is like that five six seven range the rest of the outdoors dude that's where he was last year yeah i mean think about it. we talked about this on our preview show yeah. that's where he was last year yeah so like why why would it be any different i don't know like he's and i actually i was more impressed that second moto the fact when everybody was dropping anchor mm-hmm. he was so there's a factory guy a couple of them that we're going to talk about here in a minute yeah. dude he just kept pushing through like he he did not which is weird because he has addison's disease i thought he was like i was like yeah he's, he's not going to be good late in these motos and he just he kept grinding through so um. Yeah. Very. Very impressive. And you, you got to think if he gets starts, like he's five to ten all. Hundred percent. I, I don't see why he wouldn't be. Hundred percent. So Jose Butron goes Wildcat Racing. Wow. Goes uh, nine six for six. Just picking dudes off. Dude, of just that picking them off late. A fucking shining star of veteran Spanish fitness. savvy. <laughs> I heard. Did you know that he was as involved with like hurlings as what he is? Dude, apparently Boutron, Boutron back in the day in the MX2 class was like, for a long time, was considered one of the best Spanish like MX2 guy, like so guys ever. Apparently, he has a journal, like a Tony Alessi style setup journal for like conditions, suspension settings, all that kind of crap. And then supposedly, like he's real tight with Jeffrey. Oh yeah, about setting stuff, Doesn't which is me, weird. Dude. Boutron back in the day was legit. Yeah. The problem is, is when he got off the 250 and went to the 450 class, I think he went in too early because, if I remember correctly, he bumped up to 450s before the whole under 23 rule came yeah. into play over there. And he just he wasn't on good machinery. He kept getting hurt, you know, shit like that. But, dude, Boutron for a long time was a, like, perennial top five dude in the MX2 class back in the day mm-hmm. when, like, Hurlings was there, when Kenny was there. Well, a little bit after Kenny, but, like, when Marv, when all those dudes, like, Tommy Searle, Max, or uh, Benoit Patrell, all those guys. Um, you know the crazy thing, and, and and I understand people say, "Oh, it's sad," because there was a couple other like mid-level GP dudes there. Dude, Boutron has been kind of hovering around this nine to twelve area most of the year. Yeah, and I don't really know how good those bikes what what kind of help they're getting right now. I know that they almost had to go back because they ran out of money, and then yeah. Steve stepped up. Whatever. Um, how much do you think it takes to sponsor that team? Uh, Moto Aftermath Show Wildcat Racing Iron Man Series Finale. Probably not super expensive, but probably not cheap. Like we don't have any money, but like, <laughs> could I shake my couch cushions for enough money to like get us on the um, side there or what? I mean, I, that would be cool. Like, is I it mean, five it would, grand? You think? I don't know. Probably like five to ten. I would hmm. assume. Probably like yeah. Text. We gotta text Lorenzo. Find out. Um, but like Butron, dude, he. The last couple M, the last couple times he's rode the the MXGP class, yeah, he's not even been a top fifteen guy. 
Well, this is the com- this is like the stuff that I always. This is well, not, I'm not and trying. Now to, we're now we're sixth place, and I'm not trying to make this a GP versus AMA debate. That's not what I'm saying. I just always find it odd when I see some guys like that. I'm like, dude. I'm like, how the fuck does he come over here? That's a great question. And the thing is, is like, okay, if you have Barsha and Tomac and them, what's he floating around like? Yeah, eight to twelve guy, basically. But then you still look at it and you go, he's not even top fifteen. So like, even if you put yeah. him in eight to twelve, you're like, outside of being the top level of our guys, it really actually shows the depth. Yeah. Of our series, as opposed to like those guys over there. Yeah. So then you start thinking, you go. Okay, what if a guy like Jeremy Sewer came over here? Would he be winning? No, but like, would he be fifth? You think Hurling's gonna come over for the last three? Uh, well, it depends on how healthy he is. I mean, he's out right now. So. Well, yeah, I know that. I'm just saying. Do you think he's gonna be like, you know what? I'll just go to race the last three in the U.S. because that seems like a good idea. I mean, he's definitely out of the points at this yeah. point. So yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. I mean, it'd be cool to even just see him come back and do Ironman. Yeah, like he did in 2017. Yeah. Um. So yeah, really cool for Jose Butron. Um. Definitely just I, I, I kinda like with Mark because I didn't really expect him to be there at the end of that moto like that. No. And dude, he that just was kept riding. He just him. kept riding, yeah. man. Thir- just just, just thirty two year old veteran, man. Yeah. Veteran savvy, bro. Fucking doing it for us vet riders. Been pro for like seventeen years now. It's totally it fine. Just, it's wild, man, but hey, dude, he's making it work and, and I don't know, mad, mad respect to him because like I said, he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Local hero Chris Canning goes eight seven for seventh. Which we kind of all expected. Well, I mean, he lives on the property. He so. literally he, lives there. He probably motos down. He's like, head back to the barbecue right now. Yeah, we gotta go to that camp, man. Get that barbecue. I love having Stu. Stu is I just, fucking. Dude, he does not he give is a, a shit. gem. Knife the front end, bro. Knife, knife the, the front, front end. Just knife the front. He's like, I'd be doing it, bro. Be like, yo, what happened to you, bro? I tucked the front. <laughs> did you see the? Did you see the moto beams thing that was like uh, uh, Stu's advice to to Jay, Sexton yeah. at the end of the thing, and it was just a guy from Rocky. Throw the damn towel. Dude, I, I love it because, like, Ricky is just – Ricky's Ricky not trying to piss anybody off. And James just James does not care. care. I th- he that's be- doesn't care. He's I love so this awesome. version of James because – He's feeling dangerous. Well, dude, he's gotten to a point in his career where he just is okay with yeah. what he, who he, he is. He realizes what, that it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter no because he's always going to be James Stewart. Yeah. And I think that's what is, is cool about some of these guys. Same thing with Villapoto. Like, RV does not fucking care. No. But then you got people like RC and Dunge who are, like, trying to just appeal to the masses. Mm-hmm. Like, dude – just fucking let it go. But yep. st- but anyways, uh, Canning, yeah, I mean, dude, kind of figured he would do this at the Wick. He's, I just didn't realize he had never gotten a top 10, though, up to this point. Yeah, that's weird. Because you look at some of the rides that he's had, yeah. and you're like, holy shit. And then when you hear, yeah, he's never gotten a top 10, I'm like, what? Yeah, it's wild. Um, that's a good ride for him for an off-road guy yesterday. Yeah, you know, and I've uh, been doing the J-Day stuff, Yeah, um, teaching classes, just living life. Um, barbecuing at the trailer probably at the, doing at motos the, at like 9.30 at night with the lights 9.30 on 9.30 at night with the lights on which is awesome I hope he does I hope he does Unadilla because he's also been really good at Unadilla yeah, in the past yeah that'd be cool hey, maybe just, he's got the camper just, just, yeah, just go roll, roll, there, it, roll it on up there um, yeah man just uh, just kind of shows even though it is the wick and he knows that track like the back of his hand like he's he's a talented dude yeah you know so yeah uh, AC goes 7.8 for 8th just Couldn't hold there. on. Yeah, I, I mean, heard it was yeah. rough for him holding on, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, Ty Masterpool goes 5'10 for ninth. Uh, definitely dropped anchor hard in that hard second moto. Hard that second But he one. was, it's, dude, it seems like he but was. But that in a, first moto, he was, he, in a was battle whole, he was in a battle the whole time. Yeah. So you kind of expected that and to he happen. looked good that first moto, too. He looked really good. God, he's good. What do you good. think he would be doing if he was on a factory 450 right now? And I don't even mean the bike, just for the fact that he wouldn't have to worry about all the shit that comes along with being a privateer, and he could just focus on riding. 
I don't know. Because it's mean, like he's fifth on a privateer 450. Yeah. Which I, we obviously I, know is easier. I don't I don't know that it what, does anything what, for him, to be honest be, with would you. Would he be beating AP? Uh, maybe. Because I feel he's not going to beat like, Dylan Chaser I feel like Jet, he'd just be like, battling in that top five every single week, to be honest with you. I feel like that would be his yeah. his situation there. So I do like the fact, though, that he keeps acknowledging that, hey, man, i got to prove to these guys I can ride Supercross. Yep. Which is a thing for a while. He, him and him, him and his dad, Jerry, didn't and his, do. Yeah, yeah. Him, mm-hmm. his family didn't want to do it. They They're were going to the it. SMX rounds. Oh, yeah. He's so we'll made see. that clear. How crazy would it be, though, that if all of a sudden it's just the fact that he needed to be on a 450 all these years? Well, and I, he just jumps in and he's like top too. five. That could be a thing, too. I don't know. We'll see how these SMX rounds I love go because he's going to qualify. Yeah, I love the Masterful family, so I hope that he succeeds. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. It's gonna he's be just thankful to be on a bike. But, dude, if he gets a top five, it'll be like. Dude, you just need to be on a 450 all He's these just thankful that he can just go buy a bike and go race. Yeah, I know. That was a thing. It's that a very big thing. It's true. I mean, I can't buy a Formula One car. Uh, Jason Anderson goes 614 for 10th. He has a back injury also. Oh, boy. That's... Does he have a back injury or he just came back and went, oh, you know what? This was stupid. I think honestly what it is is he just wants to be on a tryout. But no, that second moto was, <laughs> that second moto was bad, dude. It's like when you're sitting down the whole entire lap, it's like, oh. Your back's not getting any better doing that. Your back's there, not getting partner. any better, buddy. Not on that track. Yeah, not on that, man. I just like pulled off, and I'd have been like, "Can I just wait till Jet laps me, and then I can just kind of." I don't know, man. That was that was bad. It, I mean, granted, yeah. he's not a sand guy, and he's never been good at the wick, like ever. No, like even in the two fifty days. No. Uh but that second moto was like, mm. that was really bad. I was like, it was a really were, bad luck. There was a moment, like with ten minutes to go, and I saw him dropping down. I'm like, is he gonna even get points now? Yeah, that was a big question there. Uh, went to fourteen, dude. It was just it. You don't normally see factory Do think, dudes like that, though. You, you think, don't. You think he'll get hurt also and not race the last three? Just be, just like double check that he's got enough points, no matter what, to uh, make those SMX rounds, and just be like, see ya. I mean, if he does have the points, yeah, totally. He's he's he probably won't show up, but he's just gonna probably get a jump on riding Supercross. Yeah. So yeah, but that just that second moto was. Wasn't yeah, great. It was really, really bad. Wasn't great. All right, so we've got Gert Kristino from Gert, Estonia. Gert Kristinoff. Kristinoff. Once again, not a, dude even, not a dude that even scores fucking points in the GPs. 12-12 for 11th. Uh, he was a bad, bad man back in the day in the sand. Actually won, uh, won an MX2 overall at Kegums way back well, in the day. he went 12-12 for 11th. He's also a fucking giant. Well, that could be a thing, too. He's uh, like 10 feet tall. Freddie Norton goes 15-11 for 12th. Okay. Freddie's having a... I don't think Freddie likes riding Suzuki's right now. I don't think so, either. Uh, Nicoletti goes 11-16 for 13th. I was really thinking he was going to die at some point yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> really thinking that was going to happen. Hawaii's own Grant Harlan goes 22-9 for 14th. Shocking. Who going from... Outdoors Supercross. to Supercross and back to outdoors was rough. Oh, boy. Uh, Lorenzo LaCrucio, the other half of Wildcat Racing there, went 17-13 uh, for 15th. Lars Van Berkel, 16-15 uh, for 16th. Chiz goes 14-17 for 17th. Jerry Robin, 13-34 for 18th. Uh, Luke Renslin made an appearance. Nope. On a 450, so yeah, that was Not on a 252 stroke. Not on a 252 stroke. He goes 18-20 for 19th. And rounding out the top 20, Carl Kutsar. Carol Kutsar. Carol Kutsar. Carl, Carol, whatever the fuck. That other Estonia guy, yep. 2418 for 20th. Yeah, that was all part of uh, one of the teams that they ride over there. The There's also a kid, uh, I think his name was Charlie Putnam. Um, they ride like the Revo series, mm. and then they do the GPs. And Charlie's, da- I think it's Charlie. It's either Charlie or Josh. Uh, his dad, oh, no, his name is Josh. His dad's name is Charlie. He owns that team. 
and people like were wondering like why the why the fuck would he come all the way over to America? Because Telviku, we'll talk about in the two fifty classes on that team. Mm-hmm. Like why the hell would he come over and and do ride America as much money as it cost him? And his dad straight up said he's like. Yeah, I mean, we definitely could do better over in the GPs probably because, like, a lot easier, you know. But uh, his dad straight up said, yeah, we're going to get more exposure going 10 to 20 in America than we would do in the GPs. And this I was is like, true. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. This is true. Um, all right, so Privateer Hero, who's coming up on the show here, Kevin Moran's, goes 29-22 for 25th, which is actually better than I anticipated. Um, Michigan, Jeff Walker, we had some classic walker moran's battles yeah. walker goes 28 23 for 26 and then one more michigan shout out chris prebula goes 36 dns for 43rd really surprised jace didn't make the motos yesterday yeah that's interesting i didn't even think about that there yeah. yep. wow that's yep. okay yep that's a really thing. really surprised he did not make the motos yesterday i wonder what happened yeah i don't know um yeah just a i don't know man the I don't really even know what to say anymore about the 450 class, which is weird. It's a great nap time for it's, me. It's like I can wake up the same things happening, Jets winning. Like I, I, I still <laughs> like that is like I'll it's still like a NASCAR race. I fall asleep, a Jets leading. I wake up, he's still leading, and then he wins. It's 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 weird because I've I've been through this three times now, and I've seen it. Part of part of it was a lot easier with Stu because Stu was oh, has always been my guy, but. It's just it's a weird thing to see because it's been so long since we've seen this. And once again, I've said this before, like he's not doing it in the fashion that I was used to. It's just I don't know. Like I still feel with even him being 12 and 0 at this point that we still we don't have a lot of questions answered, which you would think that we would by this point, but I think it's just because it's this debate. What is Jet doing? Is Jet doing this? Is he not doing this? Is he doing this, especially when you hear RC and Stu talk about it and it's like, "Okay, like where do we go from here? Like, what's the ceiling? Like, I just, I don't know. I, I think it's because it is Jet, and Jet is kind of a conundrum that people just don't know. People just don't know about him, which is fucking weird because he's been over here since 2020. They talked about it a lot yesterday of how different it is of he manages these races compared to, like, when they raced. It was, like, just dominate everybody as mm-hmm. hard as you can. It's like, a different mentality. Like, you can fit four fists in their asshole. Yeah. You four fist those yeah, motherfuckers. Exactly. It's a different then. mentality. You don't, you don't do, you don't worry about, uh, you don't worry about, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just only going to do the pinky. You're like, nope. Four fists. I also Both will. Both feet and my head. I, I, my whole leg. Whole leg. I also do Fully feel, though, because it's something that they have talked about, and it's something that we've talked about, and I think everybody in the industry talks about, like, what is Jet ceiling? He's only 19. I do feel, though. What is his ceiling? Yeah. Well, let's see here. What do we figure he's got left? Seven years? I mean, I guess it depends on how much money he makes. Seven perfect seasons outdoors. That's never going to I'm happen. totally kidding, because yeah. he's as soon as this Honda contract's up, he's going to race WSX instead of this anyway. So Yeah, well, I also... But I don't think, anyways, WSX. I'm just not. Wouldn't it be crazy if he perfect seasoned outdoors every single year? Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Too never like, say never. No, it's never gonna happen. It's highly, un- highly unlikely. Possible, but do not you probable. think there's a higher possibility of that or dying in an airplane crash? Both about the same. <laughs> One in ten million. Okay. Uh, so I do think though. That I don't think as far as his ceiling as what he can do mm-hmm. on a dirt bike track is much higher. I think the only thing that's going to change is how much more how much more consistent, which is crazy to say because he's fucking 12 and 0, 
But the things he can do on the bike to even use less energy. Yeah. He's going to get bored here is what's going to happen. Well, that's and, and that's the same. Like, it's kind of like with Ricky. Like, Ricky was bored for a very long time until Stu came along. And, mm-hmm. you know, say, like, it's going to be one of those things that I don't think he can be that much better on a dirt bike. Yeah. Because he's already the he's so naturally talented. The way he rides the bike, like the way his attitude is, it's hard to believe he's going to do much better. I think it's just going to be how is he going to approach, and it's more going to be off the bike to his body to allow him to use even less energy on a bike, and just be like, eh, like I'm not even breaking a sweat at this point. So I don't think he's going to go much higher with his ceiling because it's kind of hard to see him going much higher, especially with like I said, the way he rides a bike. Like you just, he's not in this mentality of winning by a minute. It's just going to – the only thing I'm wondering, and I say this again, is, is what's going to happen the first time he really gets pushed to a level of him being uncomfortable? Because we only saw it a few times on the 250s. Hit the ground, different story. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I still don't understand Jet. I, I, I don't think a lot of people do because they just don't know what he's doing half the time. Like, I, I truly believe that because – He doesn't either. He's just riding He doesn't just go out there and ride. Like, and it's, it's funny, too, to hear the same thing. RC and Stu – Disagreed on that as well. RC's like, I don't think he's a thinker. Like, I don't think he goes, I think he just literally goes out there, and it's something I've said before with a lot of guys, goes off muscle memory, just reacts when it is. But then Stu goes, he's like, no, I think he is a thinker. It's just one of those things that I don't think he gets wrapped up. I don't know. The way the way Dan Truman talks about how he no offense to stuff. Dan, No offense to Dan, though. It's, it's kind of one he, of those things, again, like, who are you going to believe? Dan Truman, even though he's close to him? Or Stu and Ricky when they evaluate. I'm just somebody. no, no, and I'm not saying that Dan said this either way. I'm just saying that like the things Dan says about him, with the questions he asks and the way he is, just makes me think that like when it comes to this stuff, like they're just in the lot going on up here. Like as far as like overthinking or anything. Let, let's put it this way: he's not Ryan Dungey and testing himself into the ground here. He's just like. Yeah, man, I'll just ride my dirt bike. It's fine. I don't, I don't really care. Whatever. I think super, set, set it up. It'll be fine. I think cool. Supercross, crazy enough, is going to be more of a, an idea of where he is. Mm-hmm. Because even though he was more dominant on the 250 and Supercross than he was outdoors, yeah, uh, we all know there's certain things you have to do on a 450 and Supercross that you just can't get away with. I can't wait to, to see him scrubbing quads, dude. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not talking like they do now. I'm talking like hard, like stew scrubs on quads in Supercross because that's what it's going to be. Did you watch the uh, compilation video I put up from um, Redbud? Yeah, for the leap. No. Uh, there's video in there of him scrubbing the leap. Yeah. No one else does that. Well, not now. In the Stu used to get upside down off the leap. Well, throwing a big whip is different. This wasn't a whip. No, I mean, like, he literally would get vertical. The, the, it's vertical. I, I mean, I'll go back and watch Stu's Leap stuff and see if I can find something. It's probably going to be hard because he was doing it usually on press day. I was going to say, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. But, dude, I'm just saying, in 10 years of going, I haven't seen anybody scrub the Leap like that. It was wild. Yeah. I, I watched it, and I was like, holy. He, like, it, it's a legitimate scr- Everybody else is stretching, and he is scrubbing. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting. We've got a bright future with that kid, but that's been your 450 race recap brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Link in the description down below if you're in the Southwest Michigan area. Have them help you out with some seamless gutters, some beautiful exterior modifications to your property. They're your people. There are people. Me and Justin ever buy a house? Calling Gutterworks. Getting some, yeah. getting some fresh shit. So, all right. Um, all right. So let's. Uh, 
All right, let's let's since we we're already gone through the 450s here. Let's just um, so the first thing I want to talk about is Eli Tomac's deal for next year. Okay, this has been brought up. Uh, the guys over at Dirt Bike Lovers kind of broke this in a sense, and I've kind of been trying to. People who have been talking about it, I've been trying to lead them down because we have some inside information through some people that we know. Uh, we basically have gotten direct information from the lawyers that wrote the fucking contract for his deal. Yeah. So from what we know from that, <laughs> which which it's hard to get any more to the source than the lawyer that yeah. wrote the contract. Yep. Tomac is doing a one-year SX-only deal with a second-year option here, which the second-year option doesn't even surprise me because from what I've understood for the last since last year when he got on Star was his contract at Star was open-ended as long as he wanted to race. So Eli Tomac will be coming back for 2024 Supercross, guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Possibility of 2025, but that's up to him. Now, I really honestly think if he comes in next year and he wins that title, which I think will be tough, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. That's just my initial thought here. I think that's going to be tough, and I'm not saying it can't be done, but whatever. Anyway, I think then he'll retire. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think what's going to happen is, is he's going to do the Supercross. I think that more than likely he's probably going to have so many points it won't fucking matter. Mm -hmm. And he's going to do SMX, and then I agree. I think he's going to retire. I will. I don't think he wanted to go out that way, which you no. know he wants to go out getting hurt, especially because he fucking had that championship in the bag, and it mm -hmm. wasn't even a question. And to, I, I do, and we've talked about this, Eli, I think, was laying up a lot at the end of that year. Yeah. I, I think there were times where I'm like, yeah, Eli definitely could have won, and, and he just didn't. So I think that, and we talked about this, and I made this mention with Jet coming in, it's a new challenge for Eli that Eli hasn't mm -hmm. had in a while, just like with Chase last year outdoors. Yeah. I think it gives him motivation. It's just all going to be how well is he going to be able to recover from that Achilles tendon because he's not a kid anymore. No. Granted, dude's in better shape than 99.9% .9 of the people walking the face of this earth. Still, his bad days are better than my best days. His bad days are better than 10,000 people's best days. But it's one of those things is like the Achilles tendon is not something to fuck around with. It's yeah. ended a lot of athletes' careers, young athletes' yeah. careers. I think that it's going to be – I think going into next year for him, um, we're going to see the final version of Eli Tomac. And I don't mean in the sense because he's retiring. I think it's it's kind of like with Jet. Like, you have the levels to an athlete of when they start off, mm -hmm. go through, like, this is the – the the maturation process like oh this is Ooh, the next that's a big word it's kind of like it's kind of like with uh because I'm a big MMA guy like you get a new wrinkle into your game like mm -hmm. the next level I think that Eli is watching what Jet's doing right now whether he thought it could be done Eli's never gonna tell anybody oh yeah I can't beat that dude like that's just not who Eli mm -hmm. is he's too mentally strong um I think because you know this is gonna be uh you can disagree with me and a lot of people are probably gonna get super pissed off at me and this is not a shot at Chase. Uh, I think there was a lot of managing going on last year after he got that bike figured out. Yep. I think there was a lot of times because of the fact, outside of Unadilla, we saw when Eli wanted to go beast mode Eli and he could flip that switch and he could do just enough to win. We've seen it the last two years in Supercross. He's done mm -hmm. just enough to win races. And then he's got a big gap, kind of like what Jet's doing right now. Yep. I think that he's looking at Jet right now and he's going, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to annihilate this kid. I think that he's going to have, whether he can do it or not, we don't know. But I think this we'll, is giving, we'll argue about that a different day. 
which is funny coming from me because you know I'm not an Eli Tomac yeah. guy. It's just one of those things that I just can't doubt Eli anymore. He yeah. literally defies mm-hmm. like he defies what is supposed to be done. Um, I think this is a new level of motivation for him. And if he can recover, and that's the caveat, if he can recover from that Achilles tendon, I personally believe next year in Supercross will be the best Eli Tomac we've ever seen. And if I'm Jet, Jet's not thinking about that, but it's probably one of those things that's going, ooh, well, this is going to be an interesting season. Here's a shocker thing for me, and I'm not going to say the number out loud here. I've posted it in some different places, so if you want to know, you can go track down some of those posts I put up. From what I understand, this deal is half of what Jet's game paid. Which I think is Eli. Weird. I think Eli's made so much money in his career. I think that now it's just kind of one of those things, just checking things off the boxes. Do you think he's getting paid more or less than Cooper Webb for this last season? For next year, uh, I would say it probably pretty close. But once again, we went over this when we were driving back from Redbud. Yeah. Think about how much money that dude won made oh, in twenty twenty two. Yeah, like I mean, the crazy thing is though, is like, dude, he's getting half, and it's like he should have won that four fifty Supercross title. This I just year. don't think he cares about the money anymore. Which he actually, it's probably one of those things he might have not ever, yeah. ever really cared because that's not who Eli is. Yeah, but then you think about well, how much money's that dude made in bonuses and championships. You're like, he's fine. <laughs> he's good. He's good. He's uh, great. I'm excited for it, man. Well, yeah. I, I'm just excited for it because I. Look, I think Chase and Jet are going to be going at each other's throats for however mm-hmm. many years. But I do believe that Eli, and I don't think this is something that you would disagree with me on, presents a different type of challenge for Jet than yeah. Chase Sexton does. I think I think that Jet will be super excited to oh, yeah. have to race Eli. And I think year. Eli is actually going to be super excited because it's just it's something yeah. different. Mm-hmm. It's like it's one of those things where it's like, well, I'm at the end of my career. Can I beat the kid? Like yeah. it's it's a new level of because you know he respects Jet. I mean, I feel like Eli probably respects a lot of people, but you know he's probably looking at it and going, "Man, I haven't had a challenge like this since." Nope. I don't even remember the last time he had a challenge like this. Because no offense, Chase. Once again, truly believe <clears throat> the last year Eli's been managing things, mm-hmm. and that's not a shot at Chase. Chase is like, man, those bonus checks for those race wins still cash. So oh yeah, whatever. And he still cashed that title check this year. So yeah. No, and once again, it's not taking anything with Chase. Yeah. It's just one of those things you look at Eli and you go, yeah, it's hard to believe he's really pushing a lot of the time when he can just wick it up when he wants to mm-hmm. and just go around everybody. So it's like, I, I'm excited for it, man. I, yeah. am, I am super excited already for next year because mm-hmm. it's just going be, to be very, very interesting. Yep. So. Um, all right, so let's talk about the Cooper Webb thing here. I did an emergency video as I've soon as that. it happened. I've yep, seen that. I mean, we're I was gonna text. I was gonna text you because I was sitting there at work. Yeah. And then like I like I have so many tabs open, and I clicked on one of the tabs, and all of a sudden it just popped up. Cooper Webb leaves KTM. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Trust me, it started popping up, and then all of a sudden my phone started going crazy. I was like, what in the hell is happening? And then I start looking. I'm like, whoa. Okay. So I touched on all the different stuff. I talked about how they took his suspension away and how he's got this injury and all this crap like that right did you notice did you see the interview with ian harrison yeah, I did. yesterday too yeah. and we really danced that yeah we just uh you know he wasn't supposed to ride the outdoors and then i like how it was, a, it was just a one last jab in there yeah like we scrambled and we weren't really prepared and yeah. he wasn't prepared and i'm like ian why don't you just fucking say it why like, don't you just say it you guys have to sell the cone valves because it's a huge profit margin for you guys the bike works better without cone valves and you guys said, well, sorry, we can't do this. Because because why would you ever do it 
like you do with everything else and just slap a label on it that says, hey, this has comb valves, even though it doesn't. It's kind of like when people were like 99% of the people won't know. People like us will know. Back in the day, like people were riding Bridgestone tires and they put Dunlop stickers on. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Or you mean the Pro Taper bars with the Renthal bar pads on them and stuff. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, I mean, look, here's the thing. Like, I guess we weren't crazy. Man, it's weird how sometimes we're actually right about things, guys. We're we're really weird. We're st- we're just dumbasses. Do you want to hear the TLR tinfoil hat conspiracy? The TLR tinfoil hat conspiracy is this got is Webb signing his Yamaha deal got leaked to Cooksey so he could get out of his KTM deal early. Here's my real question, and that might not be no, wrong it might not be far off. Here's because my, here's that, my this all happened you. real quick here. Here's my question to you. Yeah, because uh, we know he's not going to see him outdoors. Like he's you been- sure. Do you think he's going to? I've talked. I talked about this in the video here. So here's the thing, and I've been talking to like Cooksey and Johnny and those and Coach here. My my big thing is is like if the split was literally just uh, we're not going to pay you anymore. You go this way, we'll go this way. We're wiping our hands. Mm-hmm. We're all good. He's not under contract then. And no, we no, all do you know- think he wants to ride outdoors though? Because where I was going oh, yeah. by that is is I feel like he uh-huh. is getting a jump on SMX pr- testing right now. I feel like that matters more. I than so, but here's the thing. Here is the only reason I think he would come back to outdoors, and that is because if he can manage to <clears throat> to pull down first or second place there to hold that down mm. for the overall points here, now then yeah, a then it then it handles. Then he starts with a leg up, and I think honestly, Webb's smart enough to know that he needs that with Jet. Yeah. Especially like he needs it with both of them, but he really needs it with Jet. Yeah. So I think, dude, I think there's a high probability if KTM's not paying him anymore, we see him on the last three at least. I said Millville initially. I was like, I mean, we could see him there. I'm not sure it'll be that fast. Let's put it this way: he's riding a Yamaha already. Because me, I was just under. I just thought I was like, yeah, he's he'll 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 be in for SMX. That'll be the first time we'll see him yeah. at Z Max. That'll be the first time. Um. It never really crossed my mind that he would be wanting to ride outdoors because we know that he didn't want to ride outdoors at all this year. He didn't want to. He didn't want to. He wanted to go do uh, WSX. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I be- you want to bet he rides that, too? Well, the next round September 30th. You want to bet he rides that, too? Well, I think he'll ride it, but I don't think he'll be at the rounds before SMX because there's only one round before it, right? It's the one on the 30th. I don't know if he'll I don't be know. at that what, one. What day is the SMX race? Uh, the first one's on uh, September 9th. No, what's the last one? Oh, uh, 23rd. You don't think he goes from the SMX race right over to freaking, where are we going, Abu Dhabi or whatever? Well, they have one on the 30th, and I can't remember which one that is. Yeah, which would be a week after the SMX shit's over. So he could literally ride last three outdoors, which, yeah. which again, I wouldn't be surprised. I've been arguing with people on Facebook about this because it's like I'm like, dude, if his if his contract's wiped, I don't, and and here's the other thing, I, Bobby Regan doesn't give a shit. He doesn't play by the rules. We well, all know this. It also does come to the fact, though, or all does come down to, and somebody even mentioned this in the comment. And shout out to them for actually getting this right. Uh, you can only be a wild card so many times, though. That is true. So he might do one, but he can only do so many before. You don't it's think like, there might not be an injury all of a sudden on one of those teams? Who who are they going to pay? They're going to have to pay him. Some of those guys How- aren't. How like, much do you think they're gonna have to pay, like some, like a Grant Harlan, not to ride the SMX rounds or the the WSX rounds? 
Here's the thing I will give credit. I will put my TLR tinfoil hat on this because I, I will give I credit will to Adam you, Bailey. I feel like he doesn't do business that way. I bet you somebody gets hurt. Maybe. Whatever. I just feel like he doesn't do business that way. I feel like he's he's and got a they, reputation of doing business the right way. I, I And that's shady in my opinion. Uh, is it though? Because he was supposed to ride that. I believe there's money Maybe. ear I believe there wrong. was money earmarked for him, much like there's money that, like wrong. Kenny. I'd like to see it. I really would, but I just it's not gonna Maybe. shock me at all. Maybe. There, Maybe. There's gonna be either well <laughs> I mean, this is weird, but oh, he's on two fifty, isn't he? Who's that? Michael Lessie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's out. We lose anybody in four fifties for that race? I can't think of it. In Birmingham? Yeah. I don't think we uh, did. Probably one of the French dudes. But, dude, it. Maybe. I'm honestly. I'm, I mean, I hope so. Cause I'm, like, ni- I'm 90%. He runs those last five rounds of that, too. Maybe. I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting. Like, it would, would it put. I mean, I let's, would face put it, it let's face it. He's going to be right. He's going to be riding Supercross anyway at that yeah. point. So, what better way to test than to go race? And guaranteed there's a boatload of money. I mean, we all think Kenny's getting, what, three, three million over yeah, three like 2. years? Yeah, 2.5, 3 million. Yeah, over three years. There's no way Coop's getting any less than that to go ride. Which I think is absolutely stupid, in my opinion. I don't know, man. To pay them that much money. So what happens when you're building, man? You got to spend money to make money. Oh, yeah, of course. But I just, man, I would not pay them that much money. So, yeah. So, like I said, it would not. Number one, I'm 50-50. I'll go with fifty-one forty-nine. Even I'm fifty-one forty-nine that he shows up to the last three outdoors strictly to grab points and to really race test that blue crew. Yeah, which that is going to be a super interesting look outdoors. Oh, just well, for it the fact the fact that he shows up on a different brand I four mean, weeks later. I mean, it, even though it's not in the I, middle of the season, you got to go back to Stu, though, in 2012. Don't was, get me wrong. We, we all know this yeah. is a thing. We yeah. all knew he was... This is like... Dude, everybody tests other people's bikes all I the was time. Just, well, shit's going this, wrong. Yeah, this is, like, this is like the Sexton going to KTM thing. We all knew it. The average people don't, though. So, like, when he shows up on that, there's, there's going to be people at these races going, what the hell? Yeah, especially if there's a broken relationship there. Like, dude, he's, he's tested that. No, nah, dude, it's fine. Didn't you see that interview with yeah, Ian Harrison? Whatever. It's fine. Yeah, dude. I no fucking, one was ready. I trust Ian as much as I trust Roger. Dude, it... The, uh, yeah. here's, here's actually something that I don't think enough people... And, once again, this is more of, like, a gossip thing, but whatever... How weird do you think the team dynamic is going to be between him and Eli and that rig? During That's going to be gross? interesting. I don't actually. I don't think so. I think they're both of an age that, that they have respect for each other. And so then it's just not Jay Coop on the other end, just kind of going, "Hi guys, can you talk to me, please?" I don't know. His deal is going to be interesting too. What oh, he's going to be on that four fifty, but he's going to be making a lot less money. He's, We've so said he, this a so he's times. number three four fifty guy on Star. Yeah, weird. He's going to be making a lot less money. I mean, dude, where else are you going to go? What do you think his bonus structure is going to be? Is it going to be top 10? Because if it is, he's going to make a shit ton of money. It's got to be top 10. You would think it's gotta so. It's got to be top 10. If it's not, he needs to call Myrtle and get how weird, <laughs> How weird? I think it's just going to be a weird thing, though, because like you go from two guys that literally wow. up until this last year have been going at it for how many years in Supercross, yeah. and now they're all of a sudden teammates? I don't think so, though. I think there's so No, much, I don't think there's, there's any so, hatred. I, don't but, think, I think there's too much respect there. But I don't think there's going to be a lot of talking. Well... <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a lot of neither talking. Neither one of Coop's them. a fucking dickhead. He's going to want to beat you. Say, neither one of them are talkers on race day anyway. Yeah. Eli Coop's goes straight dick, to the bus though. and back, and Coop's a dick. So, <laughs> it's just, But it's fine. Coop will be in the truck, and Eli's going to be in like the I bus. Like I said, Jay so. Coop's going to be at the other end of the semi going, hey. can, can, you, can you talk, please? Can someone talk to me? Yeah. So, uh, No, really weird. Uh, very interesting. 
Um, like I said, the last time you see something like this, even though it wasn't in the middle of a season, it was a it was a transition over. Was Stu back in 2012 when he went from Yamaha to Suzuki? Yeah, but he didn't ride that he didn't ride that bike publicly until the end of the year. No, right? but it was one of those things that he literally did one discipline on a bike and then went to another bike for another discipline. Oh, he rode Supercross on the Blue Crew and then he, rode the Suzuki they, Outdoors? 2012 was up and down. For this Super- was right before I started. So 2013 like, was my 20, first year. So, like, he he didn't do a lot of Supercross that year, but he was yeah, on Yamaha. Yeah, because that was the Sam Manuel Yamaha. That, yeah, it was the last year of that That he kept shit crashing show. on. Yeah. yeah, because he kept knocking he, himself out. Yeah, because that last time he crashed, but he, he ended was up, retired. Yeah, he went from a Yamaha to a Suzuki. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't in the middle of a season, but that was the last time something, like, super weird like That's this still, happened. I mean, that's still, that would still be weird to see but today. But granted, when you make... A couple million more dollars on Suzuki. What are you gonna do, uh, dude? I don't know, man. This he got is... paid a whole lot of money to go from Yamaha to Suzuki. I'll tell you what. Even even if he doesn't ride any of the outdoors, he just shows up for the SMX stuff. Or, or yeah, the SMX stuff. It's still not a great look. I personally think he, if he shows up for the outdoor rounds, even though he's not going to be super motivated, it goes pretty bad. But I think he's going to be pretty good in, in Supercross on the Yamaha. Yeah, I really do. We'll see, man. I do. We'll see. Um, I'll tell you what. It's been interesting this week with that whole situation. The whole Star Group has just been interesting for the last week. <laughs> Because like so much shit's been coming about him, which is weird. Because if you think about it in the history of Star, mm-hmm. Bobby Regan and Brad Hoffman have kept a real tight leash on this kind of stuff. Yeah, and even though the KTM thing doesn't like had they had nothing to do with it, but it links to them because it's like the guys going to your team. Yeah. So like outside of you know in what was it twenty sixteen. When J Mart and A Mart had bike malfunctions, had bike malfunctions, and they were outside and were the rig. Out of a tent yeah, out the back. Uh, it's not really something that Star is like. Star doesn't normally get caught up in this kind of drama. No. Well, you know, maybe they should. Uh, oh my God! Did you see the? Uh, did you see the Snapchat Jet took last week? Him and Chase on the same flight going back. <laughs> and oh, he dude. was like, we ride together and we fly together. Yeah, I guess it was like super awkward though, because probably like, Chase was just kind of. Well, Chase was sleeping. Yeah, so that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Jet. I was to... so it was super interesting too yesterday when they showed the ice bass that they were all next to each other because I didn't think that would be a thing. Yeah, so that's maybe there's not as much animosity there as we I don't think. look. I don't think that they hate each other. And I said, Wyman, well, we were talking about this. I don't think they hate each other. A because I think Jet like hates a very strong thing. I think Jet yeah. because he's just kind of <laughs> and Chase Kier would slap the shit out of him if he ever did some yeah. shit like that. I don't think they hate each other. I think there's a healthy level of respect for each other. I think it's just one of those things that they're not social with each other. Yeah, like they not. just have to do the bare minimum. Because, like I said, I don't think a lot of these dudes. That's like '90s things. Yeah. I don't think a lot of these dudes hate each other. I think it's just we're not conversing a lot. Yeah, probably. It's not like Chase would tee off on Jet's front end or vice versa if given the chance. Would they run him wide? Yeah, but that's racing. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't think there's ever been a hatred. I think it's just. Yeah, these probably guys probably don't talk too much. That's just why I always laugh when like like there's videos of them at the test track before, like preseason. And I was like, they, you guys are trying to make this out like they're all buddy putty. The I'm team like, made them all be there at the same time. I'm right? like, the team literally the told like, them, "Hey, we're testing from this time." And then after time. that film went off, Chase went this way, Jet went this way, <laughs> stuff like that. So who knows? Maybe Jet went that way too. Like, hey, bud, let's hang out. Hey, and Chase this is like, what? hey, buddy, hey, can I get some donuts? Yeah. All right. Um. Let's just jump into the 250 race recap here. Are we going to get cut off halfway in? I don't know. Hopefully not. Uh, Actually, 
Let's go to our rants, because I feel like if Kev calls or whatever, we can... My rant kind of goes in with the 250 class, so I can't rant right now. Okay, well, then I, then I mine kind of does, but kind of doesn't. Okay. okay. Holster Co. Reload Rant. Make sure to check them out for all your things that go boom, boom, and bang, bang. bang they bang, just got beep, a new beep. shop location. Nice. Yeah, so okay. anyway, go ahead. So this has nothing to do with the broadcast. Link in the description down below. Has nothing to happen to the industry. Has something to do with... Am I going to get wound up about this? No, I feel like you're going to... I'm feeling dangerous. Uh, well, this actually has to do with a Hayden Deegan oh, thing. Boy. So, um, oh, boy. So it's something that has been talked about before because mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. We've talked about it, but not at length. And this kind of goes with some comments that were made after my comment about Hayden last week going 2-3 for the overall. And I was like, when I said Levi walked him and then you know Tom got around him with two or three laps to go, and I know you saw this, everybody in the comments were like, well, yeah, like when he got the when Levi went around in the first, you know, the uh, second lap or first lap or was he was he, managing. He didn't need to. He didn't need to beat Levi, and then he let Tom by. And everybody's like, "Oh, he was managing because he needed to get the overall." Let me. I'm not gonna say educate because that's real condescending. Let me oh, just, he said it. Let's, he let, said let, it. Okay, let me educate you guys. A educate, little bit. educate, and just follow me because I feel like you, you, I feel like you agree with me. I'm on gonna this. get crucified for my actions right now. Overall. Look, it's a great thing. It's a it's a check mark in the kids first overall as a professional. It's a check mark. It's something you're gonna look back on. It's you great. Ghost ride. It doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. You didn't ghost ride like your dad did. You little bitch. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's uh, oh my god. Oh uh, my god. It's a, look, it's a oh, che- it's a check mark. Oh my god. Is, is okay. getting the, is get right. over the overall All great. Right. What? I'm just gonna mark this here. Okay. <laughs> uh. uh uh, that's going to be literally our shot before the intro goes. Okay, so it's great. Yes, it, it is awesome that he got the overall. Everybody wants one. But let me put this in perspective for you guys. That second moto, maybe Duffy didn't tell him that necessarily Hunter was... Did you just call that, him Duffy? I always call him Brent Duffy. His name is Duff. Yeah, that's not how it's spelled. So please I don't really use the proper name because Duffy sounds not gonna, not great, not gonna like a flag that we're not gonna talk about. Don't care, Duff. Uh, so Brent, Brent. Okay, cool. You can use Brent. The first name. Brent may have not told him. I don't know him. why you can't just call him Duff like everybody else. Brent, because I always know him as Jason or Justin Brayton's mechanic. I'll never know him as Hayden Deegan's yeah, mechanic. Yeah, and Brayton calls him Duff also. Yeah, I don't give a shit. No Brent. one calls him Duffy. Brent. You sound like an idiot. Brent. Don't care. Brent. We'll probably fist fight about this. Later. I honestly don't care what people think about me. Brent. So maybe Brent didn't tell him Hunter was necessarily out, but obviously Hayden has eyes and he's looking around. Where's Hunter at? Where's Hunter at? Mm-hmm. Do you think Hayden would have rather gotten 25 points, 22 points, or 20 points? Or do you think he was thinking about, yeah, man, I got the overall? No, guys. He wants to get as many points as possible going into Southwick. Everybody that said, oh, he was just thinking about the overall. He's thinking about the overall. Do you really think that kid, because we like to give him all this kind of credit for being a beyond his years, kind of like a jet thing. He's getting better, trying to do this, trying to do that. Guys, when you can make up as many points as possible on the guy you're battling for a championship with, especially knowing that guy's out, you're not going to take the overall over getting points. Do you really think he wanted Levi to walk away from him? No. He, if he could have beat Levi, he would have. Do you really think he wanted to give another two points up to Tom? No. He didn't care about the overall. You want to get points. Everybody's always on this big kick about getting an overall. Yes, it's great whether you do it by just going 1-1 and you're faster than everybody or consistency 2-2-2-1, whatever. doesn't matter. What do you think you would have rather had going in now that he's got, and we're kind of jumping ahead, but the points lead by five. Do you think you would have rather had seven points up on Hunter or ten going into Mm Milton? 
You see my point? Everybody always talks about this overall thing. Guys, what happened last weekend at Redbud, it happened to him. He wasn't thinking about the overall. That kid wanted to get as many points as possible. The overall doesn't mean shit in the grand scheme of things of points. So everybody just wanted like, yeah, he, he was managing. He didn't need to beat Levi. He was thinking about the overall. No, he man. Was, no one, to be honest, outside of those morons saying that, no one thought he could beat Levi last year. And week. that's what I'm saying. Everybody's Levi like, oh. Levi was gone, dude. Everybody just likes to go, oh, the overall over the alt. Dude, no, like I said, whether it was Duff saying Hunter was out or mm-hmm. him just looking around not seeing Hunter, dude, I, I that will, kid was not thinking about the overall. He's like, I want to get as many points as possible. I will give them the Vial thing at the end. I won't. I will give them that one. No, I won't. But the Levi thing, he there he wasn't touching. Yeah, Levi. I won't give him the VL thing either because what would you rather have, twenty or twenty two points? You'd never rather have twenty two points. Well, I, I mean, I understand that, but there there is a point too of like, what was he gonna do because the kid because VL was coming through? No, no, people are saying in our comments that he let VL buy. Well, okay, that's something that I just would try to clarify with them. Yeah, and this is me trying to be as middle of the road as I possibly can be here. Because, okay, did he just pull over and be like, yeah, sure, man, go ahead? Or are we talking about letting by, like, we didn't ride S-curves down the straightaways? Yeah. Because, yes, he didn't ride S-curves down the straightaways. Was he really trying to let Vial by? No, he did, he wasn't pulling over and going, yeah, man, go right ahead. It's fine. I don't need that. Because that's what some of the Deegan fans in our comments are claiming. They're like, oh, well, yeah, man, like, you know, we didn't have to beat him for the overall. That was my big, that's my rant. They're nuts everywhere. Yeah, I know. That's my rant is the overall is great, guys. It's a great accomplishment for him. It's his first one. And is it going to be something he's going to look back on? Of course. Same thing when he gets his first Supercross win. But points matter. And like I said, do you really think you would rather have 5, 7, or 10 points on Hunter? Now, granted, nobody knew Hunter's bike was going to blow up. 5, 7, or 10? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd much rather have 10. I'd much rather have as many points as possible. So the overall is cool. Points mean more. That was my rant. It's not, I know it's not a big rant, but it's just something I've been seeing lately because even people have been talking about it in some of the websites. They're like, overalls, overalls. Dude, that's great if you're the points leader and you won a moto or mm-hmm. you went 1-2 or 2-1. When you're trying to stack as many points on your, your championship rival, yeah. dude, you want all the points you can get. I I will go over my rant here now, too, because it works into somewhat the same as yours, which are all the... Amazing people commenting of how big of a moron we are about saying he was going to go somewhere in the six to twelve oh, range. Yeah. His dad, straight from the horse's mouth. I seen this five to ten. Yeah, I seen this five to ten. Brian Deegan, his dad, f- said that we expected him to go five to ten. So we did. We so we six. were 6 to 12. So we're really off. So we're way off. God, we fucking The guy suck. who's at the track with him every fucking day said, so please comment below it how fucking stupid we are. Yeah. Because when I heard that, when I was listening to Pulp last week, I went, we called I'm it. done. I'm done. Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. Because we literally were right in the same ballpark that his dad freaking said. Yeah, and I can I can guarantee even you ask him what do you thought a win was going to come the rookie season, and they'd be like, yeah, it'd have been cool, but probably not. Yeah, exactly. Probably not. So I don't know. It's just it's it's one of those things. I'm like, dude, it, and we go over it all the time. We're going to go over it when we go over the review. Like some of you guys just 
you're too over the top, man. You're too over the it's top. It's just it's so much as far as like just coming after us about everything we it's say a, about exa- him. It's exhausting. It's and there exhausting is one sometimes. guy on there that's super middle of the road, which is great because he's like, look, you guys haven't said anything outlandish about the kid. You literally have just tampered your expectations and then been like, yeah, he's doing way better than we thought. He is. And the kid guy, is doing and great. The, yeah, and the guy's like, and I'm a Deegan fan. He's, he's a fucking like, points leader right now. Yeah. He's a points leader. Of this, course the kid's doing great. This is ridiculous. But it's like, good. Jesus, dude. It's like, guys, he's not Jet Lawrence. Like, calm down. I understand you love the kid, and that is great to have. And he's doing no, That's a great to have oh God, a fan of go. somebody. Hold on. Here come here come the comments of no he's better than Jet yeah ne- he's never gonna be better than Jet sorry guys never gonna yeah happen. we'll see I don't know. whatever dude so anyway Holster Co Reload Rants there make sure to check them out holsterco.com or something like I don't know links in the description I don't know the website so all right let's jump into our two fifty race Check. recap here before we get to Kev two fifty race recap brought to you by our friends at Adept Creative Co was just talking to Eric today hooked me up with a phone number that I can't use so that's cool. <laughs> Thanks, Eric Grandall. Thanks, Eric Grandall. Uh, so anyway, uh, make sure to check them out at Dep Creative Co. for all of your graphics needs. I have them over there on the 450. I you hope somebody comments and goes, whose phone number? Yeah. <laughs> or why can't you use it? Well, you know, it's it's <laughs> such a weird thing because I don't know. I, yeah, it's, it's moto, man. It's moto it's, industry. Yeah, it's mo- the moto industry strange. And people are really hesitant about stuff where i'm just like oh you want his phone number here you go tell him i sent you yeah like who gives a <laughs> shit like really like in the, in yeah. the end no whatever i, I get know. you whatever. know eric, i get it i if love you watch this I er- get eric's, it, eric's great guy. eric's great every time i text dude. him he to talk he's fine and it's not I like we don't un- we don't understand me, so it's yeah not like we don't understand why. I, I get it yes so it's just like whatever but yeah it was just it was just funny like here don't tell him i gave you this oh shit all right who did i get it from chris cooksey yeah yeah cooksey gave it to me cooksey gave it to me so anyway um okay cool so uh well, Vial goes 1-3 for first overall, mm-hmm. and uh, this was kind of the Tom Vial I think we all thought was going to show up at the beginning. Of, well, everybody except for the Deegan people. This nah. is what we thought was going to show up at the beginning of the year. Um, does good. he do the same situation next week? Like, oh, yeah. He, I think, is he I, this good going forward I here? think this is a confidence boost for him. Like, we've been talking about it a lot. New format, not as much time. Here's like, what only- I'll tell you. Those fucking starts. Dude, that second moto, that was a, that was an Alessi. St- like I'm sitting there watching it, and all of a sudden he goes, and I'm like, he was a bike length I'm ahead like, as everybody else was getting over the gate. I'm like, dude, did you like? Because uh, these are the Tom Vial starts we thought we this were going to see GP all Tom year. Bell. This is yeah. a guy that got 95 percent of the starts in 2021. Yeah. Part of me as a joke, like I knew this wasn't a thing, but part of me as a joke was thinking, did you pay the doghouse guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, or was this like an Eli Thomas? I'm thing? like, you how, could hear them do I'm it. Like, how the, the hell? Out? Like, how oh, the no. hell did you get a that jump that second well? second star was amazing. I was like, holy shit. Full so, Michael Essie. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the funny thing about about that is everybody talks about, like, the GP guys when they come over. Like, San, San, like, especially Tom, like, growing up in Holland, like, riding Belgium, whatever. <sighs> yeah. The thing, though, is, is, like, Tom is a good sand guy. Don't get me wrong. He's had good rides at Sardinia, Lomo, Vulcansward, Kegums. But, like, as a sand guy, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't, like, been outright fast like garrett's has smoked him in the he's sand he's not a sand surfer he's not a sand like dude he's from northern france yeah like he's a hard packed blue groove concrete guy like garrett's has yarded him maxime renault yarded him like rohan van de mosteik like Cadaw- like he's not a sand specialist the biggest thing i was thinking going to this weekend is is because it's like we has no week since in the last five to seven years has gotten a harder base He's used to riding bottomless sand. I was like, is he going to have a hard time setting his bike up? Because this is not like sand he's used. Not mm-hmm. that he's ever not ridden hard pack sand. 
But like I said, he's used to riding bottomless sand. So I was like, maybe he's going to have a hard time setting his bike up. Like maybe this weekend, because I was thinking I'd have been happy with a top five and like cracking the top three. When he came out in practice, I was like, okay, this is this is like mm-hmm. a little bit of red butt coming out saucy. And then when him and Jay Coop went one, two off the line in the first one, I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Feeling dangerous. Oh, feeling dangerous. Um, Did he get handed to him? Yeah, Coop, Jay Coop, knife the front. He was closing on him. What do you passed him? Don't know. I don't know. He was closing. He man. was closing. It's, it's a 50-50 toss-up in my mind. And honestly, I think what happened that second moto is got the start, led some laps. Because even when, like, Jay Coop got back up, because it's not like he fucking tucked it and, like, yarded his shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Tom would just kept pulling away from him. In that fr- yeah. I was like, I honestly believe what happened that, f- that second moto is Joe was hounding him. And he just knew. He's like, hey, man. I'm going to blow myself out. Like, Joe wants this. I'm not faster than mm-hmm. him. He let him go. He's like, I'm going to conserve some energy. Like, it was hovering around, like, 3-8, 4-8. Like, went back and forth. Got to 5, and he's probably like, look, Jay Coop, and we'll talk about him, was doing Jay Coop 2021 things. He was just fucking on one. Like, dude, he was going so fast. Mm-hmm. And then when Jay Coop went down, he's like, all right, one last push. Didn't have it. And he just conserved energy, which was good because yep. fucking RJ was doing RJ things at the end of that <laughs> moto. Like, Jesus, dude. <sighs> so, great day. Confidence boost. And, yeah, I think this is the Tom that I was hyping up so much. He's only going to get better. And this is the Tom VL that we I expect. And I think this is going to be a huge confidence boost because mm-hmm. now he's led laps. Yep. And, and, I, and I remember I said this about Tom. Tom is a huge confidence guy. You give that kid confidence – Sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to keep going forward, and I think we get to Washugo and Unadilla, which is a way more his style. He's going to be aces. Millville, who knows? Millville's weird for some guys with just the base and whatever. But yeah, I think this is going to be the Tom Vial we all expected him to be. I was he the so. fastest guy? No, probably second, third. I think Jacob ultimately was the fastest dude all day. Yeah. Um, but this is this is the guy I think we're going to see, and I think we all can kind of think that because. Dude, he's been on one since Red Bud, like yep. first practice. He's been on one. So it was awesome. Got his first one, 1-3 one, overall. You could tell he was happy about it. And I'm glad it finally came out that they talked about, yeah, I was. he was getting a little frustrated. Like mm-hmm. He was getting a little frustrated. This is not how he thought Outdoors was going to go. This is what he got paid to come over for. And I'm glad there was just some transparency. Like, yeah, he's pissed because mm-hmm. this is not where he thought he would be. Confidence boost, like I said, this is what I expect going forward. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, that was, a, that was a great ride for him, man. And man, those fucking starts, starts dude. Oh, and, that, and that's the thing, man. If he keeps so going good. with those starts, yeah, it's it's gonna be. Because here's the thing, Tom doesn't make a lot of mistakes, so it could be one of those things that he's just not the fastest guy, but he's just he consistent just starts, all the way yeah. through. And it's like Stu said, Tom's just kind of there, like he's just racing forward the whole mm-hmm. moto. And it's and it's very true. It's what he did yeah. in winning two championships. If he was the fastest dude, take it. If he wasn't, dude, he's just gonna put in laps, and that's just where he's gonna be. So maybe we do the rest of these rounds to get starts, and maybe yep. he's the third fastest guy, but you just can't track him down because he's not making mistakes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I uh, his line selection was good. He was doing that slick little thing where like doubling over that little, yeah, like, it wasn't really like a tabletop, but down in the because Jet was the only other person I saw do that. Yep. I'm like, that's just their style. Yeah. So he was doing something. I know he was conserving energy there. So yeah, great day for him. It was like, super good. Awesome. Uh, Justin Cooper goes two two for second. Fastest dude, right? Yeah. Like, can we yeah. agree? Like that second moto dude, he was on one. Yeah. He was he was gonna pass Joe. Yeah. Like, this is the J Coop that we thought was gonna show up all year. Like, I just I don't know where it came from. Yeah, and and but also he did typical J Coop things and yeah, tucked the front. Uh you got to think in his mind, he's not super happy about it because in his mind, he probably should have went one one with mm-hmm. his speed yesterday. 
Um, but hey, man, after what happened to Hunter, dude, I know it's 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 a lot. But he's kind of back in the points chase a little points, bit. The points are wide open. He's, no, points he, wide open. He's a lot. He's twenty plus down, but still, like in this class, yeah, that that's close. Yep. <laughs> at this point, so uh, it's good to see the J Coop that we all thought should have showed up. Mm-hmm. He didn't get the win. Whatever, not good. But the speed, dude, that speed was crazy yesterday so in the second good. moto. Because, like, dude, there was, so good. what, 15, 15 minutes, him and RG were going back and forth, and all of a sudden he just, like, found an extra gear and just left him. I'm yeah. like, holy shit. Yep. And then you're watching the lap times, you're like, five seconds, three seconds. Oh, he's around Tom. Oh, now he's catching Joe. I'm like, is he going to win this fucking moto? Yeah. And then, like I said, he did J-Coop things. But this is, it, it, it's got to be frustrating, but it's also got to be a confidence boost for him to know that he should have went mm-hmm. 1-1 pretty easily yesterday. Yep. So, um, Joe Shimoda goes 6-1 for third. Another thing, though, right? Confidence? Kind of was just they, irrelevant they, the second or the first they, moto. And they said that, that he lacks a lot of confidence. But it's do you think confi- this is- It's confidence in that bike. Oh, it is. We know that. He's not... It's- I want to sh- try to talk to him and uh, AC. They're here in Michigan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hanging out with... Uh, yeah, they're Nick. at Way's yeah. place, yeah. Um, probably fucking um, riding to some of Stanton's places that he takes people. Yeah, maybe. Um... Good for, I mean... That was a great race for him. Oh, it was. That second and, one. And once again, we know he's not happy with that bike. It probably mm-hmm. scares the shit out of him a little bit. Um, confidence, though. Because yeah. we all said, Joe gets a start, Joe can win. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is. I think this is going to be interesting for the rest of the year because now he got one. Now he got a win. We'll see. The first moto, he was just kind of there, couldn't work his way through, and I think it's just one of those things with him. Uh if the speed's there to if the speed's there to march forward, it's there. If it's not, he's not gonna risk landing no. on his fucking head after what happened in preseason. Yeah, no way. So um, good because it's just more parity, dude. It's more dudes that can win. Yeah. So uh, I I don't know if it's fair to say I expect this, but I kind of expect this now. He's got the confidence. He should have been winning all along. Um, and once again, it's kind of like with Tom. After last year, he's not really a guy I want to give that confidence boost because he could just start reeling shit off. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Uh, so RJ goes three, four for fourth. Rode the second moto with no goggles. He forgot how to ride sand in practice. Apparently, yeah. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Like dude. when I looked, when I, I this is this is total RJ crap. Dude, I just don't understand. He's I, like a riddle wrapped in a I conundrum. I love this guy because, like, you just never know. And they talk about it on the pulp stuff all the time of, like, if we could have, like, they do with um, Formula One yeah. where you have, like, the helmet cams and you could just purchase guys you want to watch. You just see this the whole time. Like, dude, like, RJ is one that, yeah, give me give me that all day long because I can just want to see this entire race beginning to end. Can we start, can we, can we get this, like, uh, get this going, start calling him the Terminator? He's just. Can I we just, get this nickname go? People roll with this, God, dude. He's the Terminator. I just don't understand, man. The he one is thing I will so say, fast, but he does not give up. Like, dude. Yeah, but man, just, it's just. Oh God, I just. I don't know. I don't think you're ever going to be able to figure it. Kind of like the same thing we say about Jet. Like, really, never know. I don't think you're ever going to be able to figure out RJ. You know, the wild thing <laughs> is, I went back and I because we always talk about a style like fucking shoulders drop, bars rolled back, just fucking roll like, them in the lap, baby, burying it just all over the place. Did you go back to his Geico days? He never rode like this, so I don't mm-hmm. know where all of a sudden his technique started changing. Um, Aldens, <laughs> it kills everyone. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Just kind of doing RJ things like blazing speed. It's just I I don't know. I, I don't know either. I I don't know what to say about RJ anymore because I really thought after how he finally put Supercross together, 
and wasn't doing RJ things for the most part, he was going to be able to figure this out in outdoors. And it's not like he doesn't have the speed to win. Like, we know if you look at his mm-hmm. lap times, he's already won a moto. He checked out on everybody at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what he's doing half the time. I don't understand how you can be that fast but not know how to ma- like tame that speed just enough to win. Mm-hmm. Like, we all know there's been guys, Stu, for perfect example, that sometimes it was just checkers or wreckers. Mm-hmm. But he finally figured out how to tame the speed, though. RJ's been doing this for a long time now. Yeah. And it's not like he hasn't worked with mental coaches before. I don't understand how he has not figured out to tone it back 5%. I don't the get thing, it either. I fully believe if he was able to tone it back 5%, he would have won a championship by now. Probably. Like, you're, he's just, he's, you can't be that fast. No. I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't, I don't know. know either, man. It's a weird thing. Cause, man, he's so fast. And he never gives up, man. He Doesn't never gives at up. All. Like, Dude, he digs. You want to talk about a kid with cardio? That he kid don't ever get digs tired. Digs for 35 minutes. And if he is getting tired, he definitely doesn't let you show, he definitely doesn't show it. Nope. Mm-mm. Like I said, he rode the what? Last four laps with no goggles? Yeah. Last place I want to ride with no goggles. Yeah. And right behind somebody. Yeah, right behind somebody. Like, holy yep. shit. Um, all right, so Seth Hamaker goes seven five for fifth. Not like, bad. Dude, think about if he's healthy. Not bad. This is what I keep talking about with Seth. Like if he's healthy, he's got to stay he, healthy. Man. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to stay healthy. I, I, we can shoulda, woulda, coulda all the time. If Kenny doesn't fuck up his arm, he probably wins fourteen championships yeah. by now. But yeah, no, he's he's good. He did fade that first moto though. Like he looked real good, yeah. and then things started happening real quick. But then you look at the second moto though. And yeah, it's second like, moto hey. was good. And so. this is what I like about Seth, and it kind of is because of the area that he grew up in, Pennsylvania, obviously factory workers. It's kind of like a thing, you know, not a flashy style. Doesn't scrub the shit out of everything. He's not throwing it out. He's not hanging off the bike and just <laughs> revving the piss out of it. Doesn't have this crazy good technique. Doesn't have this outright like one lap heater speed. He just bulldogs his way through. And this is what I talk about with Seth, why I'm so high on this kid. Once again, he's got to be able to do it, can stay healthy. He is a title threat, guys, because when yeah. this kid is healthy, he's always there. It's just he's got to stay healthy. He's got to stay healthy, man. But it's it's got to be one of the it's it's got to be reassuring to him though, because I think as many times as he's been hurt, especially mm-hmm. with the fact he had EBV, it's probably creeped into his mind sometimes. Like, man, like am I am I as good as as I think I am? And then when he does this, he's yeah. like, oh yeah, I am as good as I think I am. Yep. So. All right, here we go. Your Isaac Nelson Designs Deegan Danger Zone section here. Hayden Deegan goes 410 for sixth overall. Probably easily his roughest day yet. I will tell you what, the first half of that first moto, I was watching that going, the hell's happening? This ain't going to be good because he doesn't know how to ride sand. And it's one of those things, too, and I don't want anybody to jump in. Well, it's first time to the wick. It's not his first time to the wick. It's not his first time to the wick, but that first half of that first moto, he. Uh, like I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he was brain fading or something. It didn't look like he knew how to ride sand. I honestly think it was one of those things that happens to people when the wick. I think it's just he was trying to figure out how to connect the track because yeah. you could tell he was searching. He's going inside and then he's fading to the outside. And then he's going outside and pushing across mm-hmm. to the inside. And he's like, I'm gonna go outside, outside. And then it's one of those things you go inside to outside. Yeah. So I think he was just trying to connect now, to the track and then he got to figure it out. Let, I was gonna say, let's point it out. Halfway through that first moto, he figured it out and he started clicking dudes off. He and did. that was how he got to uh, four. Well, four. Yeah, four. There. We so. Know. Yeah, but anyways, which, which would have been fifth, but yeah, whatever. But, but anyway, I mean, dude, he figured it out. But then the second moto, though, and he went down, knife the front, not a big deal. Yeah, the second moto, he went down. It just it to be honest, they said it was really, it was really humid, muggy, and hot yeah. there. So as good a shape as he's in, oh, everybody, was it probably yesterday. just beat him to death there. The second yeah. moto, I do find it funny though. 
Okay, not funny. I do find it interesting though, and they were interviewing him like, yeah, like he was like, we got the points lead now, red plate, like we're coming, like we're this is. I'm like, I'm like, dude, what do you like? What do you mean? Like all of a sudden now you're gonna start clicking things? Uh, dude, you're 100 percent all the time. I, I, dude, and I'm, yeah, and that's fine. I mean, he's been he's been riding great. We've oh, talked he's been about riding this. awesome. He's the points leader, granted, yeah. whatever. But yeah, it just um, it happens, man. You go to the wick and you get a reality check that you're not as good as you thought. Sometimes, not to say that he's not. That's not what it means. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, I know. Somebody's going to misconstrue that. Down below. Somebody's going to misconstrue tell, that. Tell like, oh, Hayden Deegan sucks. That's somebody not cut what that. In, somebody cut that into yeah. a short tag yeah. in it. Somebody's <laughs> going to be like, oh, is he saying Hayden Deegan sucks? That's not what I'm saying. You jackasses. I'm saying it's oh, just boy. one of those things you come in and you're like, you have this idea of you can ride sand. Comment section is going to be lit this God, week. God, I hope so. I really want to break 200 comments. They, they, I'll tell you what. We're they, getting close every week. They thought we were fist fighting last week. Yeah. So. It's just, it's like, man, you know, the, the wick will do that to you, especially now that over the years it's developed mm-hmm. this hard base. The track gets really rounded as acceleration bumps, then it's square at whatever. Great day. Points leader. Um, How many rounds do you think he has that red plate for? All of one. You think next he's, week's he's it? He's losing it at Millville. Okay. He's losing it at Millville. Okay. Um, great for him, though. You know, To Hunter? Well, I mean, Hunter's the closest, so it's got to be Hunter. RJ's like, what, 14 back? 15? So. What? 14, 15? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't see him yeah. losing it to RJ. Okay. Um, Hunter, for sure. Okay. I mean, he never, let's be real, he shouldn't have the points lead right now anyways. Okay. Uh, I just, the next... What are we? What do we got? Five rounds to go, five rounds, right? Five, yeah. Yes. Five rounds to go. Yes. Shit's wide open again. Yep. Shit is wide open. Like Hunter. I mean, even somebody like Justin Cooper who missed High Point, all of a sudden Hunter, he's... Deegan, J. Coop, R. J. Mm-hmm. are all. It's kind of like they said. It's almost like a hard reset right yeah, back to the beginning of the year. Here. It's it's a hard reset. Like we have four dudes right now that mm-hmm. can easily win this. Mm-hmm. And here's the crazy thing is, is you have them in the points. But then you have Joe and Tom, who now all of a sudden have a ton of confidence, could really fuck shit up and get in there mm-hmm. and start getting wins. Dude, I for a championship that we kind of all thought was over with, I fully believe this championship. Two rounds down. ago, this title was It was over. Done. High point, we were like, is Hunter going to wrap the title up before our chat does? Yeah. I fully believe this title goes all the way down to Iron Man now. 100%. Because which is great, because yeah. I've never been around a championship celebration, so now, this is going to be awesome. Because now... Because we know Hunter, we know, not that he doesn't have the speed to, it's just one of those things he hasn't been able to do it. He's not going to go 1-1. One, one. Can you imagine how great it would be if Deegan wins this title and oh. I get a video and pictures in the star tent after oh, the race? God. Like, can you imagine if I'm revving the star bike and drinking beer out the exhaust in a championship party? If I'm going to be super honest with you. I You're going to be super jelly if that happens. No, I'm going to no. be just sending that in the group no, chat. No. Like, hey, check this out. No, Remember no. how you had to stay home? And, uh, <laughs> and, le- <laughs> and uh, here comes another crucifixion in the comments. Uh, I, I don't want Deegan to win this title. Because the I, I internet's going to fucking melt down. I, Not I that either. I don't want the kid to win because I don't think he deserves it. I don't want him to win. Because people are going to lose their fucking minds, I and it's going to be overly I, annoying. I want him to win just for the videos and pictures of me in the pit partying with him during the title. Oh, my God. Because that would be just be, dude, I, literally the whole show that week would just be me like, yo, so I was in there revving the bike. And then you're going to look over, like pan over the Honda's head and look at Hunter and go sad pants. Yeah, and just be like, man, that's my best friend over there. But, dude, check this out. <laughs> uh, dude, it, it is wide open, though. In there with Duff. Revving the bike. That's what's going to happen. Bike will never blow. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I'm so pumped. Yeah. Uh, I'm so pumped. That, I, I kind of want that to happen now. Wouldn't it be wild if RJ somehow won this title? <laughs> yeah. 
well, they're like fucking R.J. Hampshire's the, the Ray Hunter's going like. But yeah, it's it's wide open. I fully believe this goes out to Iron Man. Now. I do too because I just don't see. Even though obviously we know he can, I don't see Hunter going one one where he can start now pulling a gap on these guys. Yeah, here's the thing: is like you say, you say one week, but there's like four. There's they got what four points between them here. Five. He, he five okay. Yeah. yeah he either could, way, it he could he could five. have the red plate the next couple of rounds. Like it would not surprise but me. But I don't think he's gonna. I think it's too late in the season now, though, with a reset to mm-hmm. pull away like he was. Yeah. Because now there's guys that are stepping up. They're doing better. They're getting their mm-hmm. shit figured out. So like, all it takes is like one of these dudes to get a start, one of these motos, and like Deegan to pull off another win, and all of a sudden, like, boom. Well, there's like six points between him and Hunter, and then the gap's bigger, and then Hunter rattles off the next couple, and then it's back to like well, five or whatever. And, uh, and like he could, Hunter, I could, Hayden. I'm not. I'm not gonna say it's a foregone conclusion that he only has it for one. One. No, no. I think that he here. takes the the red plate back at Millville, but he could totally lose it at at, at Washington. Oh, okay, okay. Uh but think about it. Hunter, Deegan, RJ, Jay Coop, Joe, and Tom have all won motos now. We have six guys that have won motos now. Oh yeah. So it's like yeah, there's a lot. Oh, Levi, I'm sorry. We have seven guys that have won motos now. Yeah, we have seven dudes that can one mo- all won motos now. So yeah. you're telling me that seven dudes now all has takes as a start and they could win, dude? Like, I don't know. It's it's gonna be wild, but uh, yeah, no, I I don't think Deegan's gonna have that red plate past Millville. Okay, I don't think he'll lose it in the first moto because once again he's just too consistent. So even if Hunter wins, like, I don't see him. I don't think they're going to be that far apart, mm-hmm. um, but I don't. I don't think he leaves Millville with the red plate. Okay. I, I don't. I don't think so. Let's move through these because Kev's ready here. So I told him to give us like ten minutes to get through the rest of this. Uh, Max Volan goes eight six for seventh. Not really a sand guy, so I, pretty good. Yeah, I'm not not super. I mean, I, I don't have anything to comment about Max to be honest with you because I just I don't know. He could get a podium, I'd be like okay, and he yeah. could do this, and I'm like okay. Yep. Uh, Kitchen goes five nine for eighth. Which I really thought he was going to be a lot better after practice. In fact, I put him on as an FFL for fantasy. Especially the way he rode last year against Jet. Yeah, and and he looked froggy that second practice that was on the broadcast there. So I don't Dude, know, Dude, it's the man. same thing about him with Joe. Like, get starts, he can yeah. win. Doesn't get starts, this he is, just... This is the same thing that we talked about last week, though, when you were like, oh, man, he's getting confidence. And I'm just like, I don't know yet, I think man, it's the same so. thing with Joe. Like, get a start, he can win. Yeah. If he doesn't get a start, he's just kind of... Five to ten. Yep. Uh, Jalik Swole goes eleven seven for ninth. He was froggy that first moto there until something happened. Did he go down? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. he went down. Uh, but he was right up. He, front he basically there. scrubbed that drop off before Buckley Berm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Jalik. I'm slowly. He still does Jalik things, but I'm slowly starting to back off being hard on him because yeah. when he stayed on two wheels this year, he's been yeah. top 10 pretty easy. Yeah, it's been it's been much better yeah. than than what he has been. Uh, Caden Braswell, a surprising 9-11 for 10th. Especially a big old boy on a 250F in the yep. sand. So that was interesting. Talon Hawkins was up front at some point, Didn't which I was realize like, what Talon the Hawkins fuck? ever ridden sand before in his Me life? Me neither, but he goes 10-14 for 11th, so that was interesting. He's literally from California where it's just concrete the yeah. whole time. Ryder D goes 13-13 for 12, so... Gave Hayden Deegan a little bit of a battle, both motos. Yeah. That was interesting. So, okay. Uh, Hunter Lawrence goes 26-8 for 13th. That bike blows up the first moto. I was uber shocked. That that bike blew up? Yeah. Join the club. That doesn't happen. Join the club. These two Let 50... me ask you this. Did it upset you they dropped the bike? No, because I think he was probably also spent a little bit. I was going to say, I pay for my bikes, but at the point of the moto that that happened... 
If that would have been three laps in, I'd have been a little pissed. Yeah. But he was probably dead shit tired. Yes. With two laps to go, I'm like, okay. And and he didn't throw it down. No, he He just kind of like stood off it like, I I can't believe this. And And then just like dropped it. It's not like he dropped it. Yeah. Like, like, there might be some blowback. I could see Mathis getting real pissy because he doesn't like that kind of stuff because he was a mechanic, which I understand. And coming from a Ford mechanic as well doesn't annoy me. But once again, dude, he's probably spent. And you could tell with his body language, like when he went and sat over that, like, dude, he was done. And like I said, it wasn't like he. Threw it and kicked yeah. it. He, he just, just kind of dropped it, yeah. and I went, "Oh boy, that could cause some ripples yeah, here like in, he the, did, in, he in did, the industry." The yeah, that was. Did you see the guy try to hand him a Gatorade? Yeah, <laughs> like, I did. No. He's like, "No, I'm, no I'm yeah, good. definitely don't fucking hand me a Gatorade." Yeah, don't hand me a Gatorade. Uh yeah, I'd be here. I mean, it's gonna come out. It was an electrical failure, and I'm like, "Well, that bike was smoking." So I don't. <laughs> well, how about how about in the uh, uh, what was it mid rate like the brake show there in between motos? They were like watching that video, and Stu was like, "Oh man, I'm trying to see like is or no, maybe it was Ricky. He's like, oh, is there a hole in the cam cover?" And I'm like, first off, it's a valve cover. Let's just your Ricky's never worked on a dirt. Your bike knowledge just it fucking sucks. All right. <laughs> Second off, I don't see a hole. Right? I and, uh, they, and and they was like talking about the piston going through, and I'm like. Oh boy, we no. gotta. I think we need to. I think we need to do an engine breakdown class for Ricky. I'm. I'm just gonna assume with the way that thing was smoking, it was definitely a cooling issue. Maybe it popped a head gasket, blew head gasket, faulty. Yeah, might have just popped a head gasket and whatever lost. The weird thing is, is that Hunter doesn't ride in a way to that that should no. happen. And here's the thing: when's the last time uh, Honda's had a DNF? Last year, two fifties. Yeah, Jet. At Red Bull, oh, that's right. I know because I have that video that of them changing right. that motor. Yeah, that's right. You are right. All right, so it's I rare. Apologize. It's very rare. It's very and rare it, that a factory yeah. 250F blows up. And anymore. Jets just quit last year. It wasn't smoking like that. Yeah, so which, that is also two might have been, which yeah. makes me believe that like maybe a hose popped off or something. Could be. Got I mean, dude, this is the witch yeah. shit happens. It just doesn't happen that often. Radiator anymore. cap something. Um, but yeah, like. It cost him the points lead. He yeah. was definitely not going to lose the points lead after that. But, I mean, dude, now, hey, here's the thing. Now, too, we're going to see Hunter in a position like he was last year. Is he going to crumble or is he going to keep this shit rolling? Because this happened last year when he got the points lead and then he lost it. And the real big question is, is like, what's his health like at this point? Because he's he's hurt. He, you could tell the way he was talking so, all day. He's he's not feeling great. So right now, with the rib situation, right now it, we kind of it, it's it's between four people. Like people say, it's only between Hayden and Hunter. But dude, this class is fucking crazy. You it's got RJ people. and what's it called? Cooper are right there too. Yeah, all kind of same percent. Well, RJ maybe a little less. Same percentage pie for most of them at this point. Being that we don't know how healthy Hunter is, R- being R- no hey, RJ is like ten percent. Okay, so Jacob, <laughs> so, just because he can't hold it together. Yeah, so Jacob, Hunter, and Hayden kind of leveled off, level, especially if Jacob has found his old form. Yeah, I kind of are all. I mean, I know percentage wise, you can't mathematically do this, but I feel in my mind they all have the same amount of chance of winning Pretty this title. Close, at this point. man. Because like I said, if Jacob can find old Jacob speed, the mm-hmm. guy that actually used to be able to beat Jet when he, yep. like, dude, he could just start clicking wins. He off. could. So, shit's wide open. It's awesome for us fans because the 450 class is fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Daxton Bennett shows up, which was weird. Yeah. Like, uh, why would you make him come ride this round? Like, if he rode next week at, what's it called, Millville? I'd be like, okay. All right. Fine. Well, well, weird. But this one was weird. I wonder not if we'll see him. Not confidence boothies. No, or... not compared to last week no. anyway. Uh, I mean, 17-12 for 14th. Okay, whatever. Um, Jimmy D goes 12 <laughs> 17 for 15 and is fastest qualifier, which does not surprise me. No, at all. dude, tracks freshly rolled. There's First, no bump, yeah, hold it wide open, go outside, outside. Yeah, not, but not still, a surprise. Top 20 both motos, 
Yeah. What, what was it? 11th, the first moto? Actually, this ties a career best outdoor overall. Yeah, he never him. even did that when he rode for Geico or Ga- anybody no, else. No, 15th was his career best. Yeah. Uh, dude, that was that was awesome. But that I also was... love how the fact he was very transparent. Did you He's pick like, him I'm in not... fantasy? I, I haven't done fantasy in a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know you hadn't been doing yeah. it. Um, I would have, though. Definitely. I did. I, what I was did, his handicap? Uh, it was like a third. Oh, so he definitely got. Oh yeah, he he got got he got me a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, No, it was Matt Mitchell and I were talking about. I was like, dude, I don't know. His best finish is fifteenth in his prime. Yeah, but then he he also never had fastest qualifier either. He did the interview and he said, "Yo, man, like uh, I've got my Lyme disease under control. Like we're feeling good." And I was like, "Ah, "Fuck, okay." And then I sent it. Dude, he was good though all day. He was really. I know people like, "Oh, it's the wick, this and that." I don't give a shit, dude. This guy's had Lyme disease. He hasn't been a professional for five years. He rides a 125 most of the time. And uh, he comes out and goes 1217. Dude, he was awesome. That was great. He was great. And yep. I've always been a fan of Jimmy D. I don't know how you can't be, even as a casual fan, if you know who he is. The uh, Ripper. Awesome, dude. Awesome. So and also, there's a, there's a GoPro cam of him on GoPro's YouTube channel from Press Day. Anybody that wants to know how to ride sand on 250F, go watch that GoPro <laughs> video. All right. Uh, Jorgen Telviku from yeah, Estonia. Yeah, Telviku. Yeah. He was here last year. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I think I picked him for fancy also. Yeah, Four, he, 14, 16 for 16th. He Slay. knows how to ride sand. Yeah. He's, he's good. I think um, I think they're in for Millville, and then I think, I think so they're too. going back. Okay. We got some other, we'll talk about it at the end of the show, we got some other guys coming for the last okay. three. Uh, Slade Smith goes 18-15 for 17th. That was weird. Dylan Schwartz goes 15-18 for 18th. That's just kind of where he is these days. James Harrington goes 16-22 for 19th. Knows how to ride the sand. And Maddie Jorgensen goes 37-19 for 20. How weird is it that a 37-19 can get you a 20th in this class know, at this man. point? And that's basically it here. So, all right, that's been your 250 race recap brought to you by our friends at Dep Creative Co. And now we are going to try to call up friend of the show here, Kevin Morans. Let's see here if this works. Kevin. Hopefully this stupid thing works here because I've been having issues with my phone. Oh, uh, with the charging? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Hold on. I guess if I go to the right thing here. Great radio. Great. Great. FaceTime audio. Let's see here. Hey, it seems to be working. That's good. Yeah, I need a new one because it's not. The charging thing doesn't work all the time. It sucks. He isn't going to answer me. Told me he was ready. Now he is. Oh, oh, oh. Hello? Yo, Kevin Morans. Howdy. Welcome to the Moto Aftermath show, bud. How are you tonight? Uh, oh, you know, sore as all get out. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> the sand wasn't wasn't fun for you. Uh, so when Supercross start? <laughs> well, bro, let me tell you. After going to Redbud last week, I told Justin, I was like, at the most, we can go to every other national if we ever get to that point, because I cannot do two, two of these weekends in a row. The sun, the heat, I'm out. I want to go air conditioning, Wi-Fi. I want the whole nine bathrooms. That was brutal, dude. (laughs) Yeah. So let's let's start with Southwick here um, and talk about that first, and then we'll get to the WSX because we've got we've got lots of questions here and things to talk about with it with you. So um, yeah. So so tell us about your uh, about your Millville day here because Southwick. Southwick. Southwick sorry, I'm fucking <laughs> brain fading here on Sunday. Tell us about your Southwick day here. Um, 
because I mean, you've basically been in a whirlwind of travel here for the last two weeks. So, yeah. So, uh, long story short, definitely jet lagged. Uh, actually, kind of came down with a little bit of something on the way home. Uh, you know, sore throat, coughing, just coughing up nasty, mucusy, green stuff. So that was not ideal. Uh, very heavy eyes and just kind of tired the two days leading up to the event, even when we got into town. Uh, got everything ready. And, yeah, overall, Southwick, like, not stoked with it, but it is what it is kind of deal. So we got our first round out of the way. Obviously, we're coming back to outdoors to be scoring points. It's not fun when you're not scoring points. Uh, not really worth it if you're not scoring points kind of deal, just to be really honest. But uh, kind of to be expected with the gnarly travel, we didn't leave. Birmingham until Tuesday. I didn't get back until Tuesday night, I believe, and then boom, left uh, Thursday for Southwick. So literally had one day at home to put all my helmet wrap graphics, everything together, bike graphics, whipped it all up, grabbed my stuff, went to the races, and first in qualifying, I was actually kind of happy with how I felt, uh, because the first round of qualifying, I think I was sitting P33, after everything was said and done, and then uh, actually qualified P13 in the second qualifier compared to everybody. So I was like one of the only dudes that actually went faster in the second session than I did in the first session. Sorry about that. Uh, But, uh, so yeah, felt good qualifying, and I was like, okay, like this actually might be pretty solid. And then if you go and watch, do you know who Tommy Tenders is? Yeah. Um, Like, yeah, you know who that is? So. If you go watch his Instagram, he has a good, like, slow-mo of the first 450 start. Okay. And you will literally see Kevin Moran in last place. Literally dead last place. I was the last one to go through the first corner because I pretty much stopped in the first corner because there's people squirreling out on the very inside. So, yeah, came from there, was just in the mix of all the squirreliness and everybody in the back, and just pretty much told myself, like, yo, don't take it out or don't take yourself out of racing in the first one to four laps of this race kind of deal. So I kind of just played it smart, got around those guys. But by the time that I got around those dudes, everybody was sending it and gone kind of deal. So just been my way through the pack, ended up 29th was whatever kind of deal. I was like, all right, I'm not starting inside this time. Inside is not the move unless you absolutely rip a great jump. Uh, so I went outside, better move. Started like, I don't know, top 15. Uh, but I was toast from the first one, to be really honest. So, didn't have a really good intense intensity pace, more or less. The first few laps dropped uh, from 15th to pretty much 28th, and then chugged my way back to 22nd by the end of it. So, overall the day, we got through the first round, ready to put it behind us. That track, not a fan of it <laughs> when it comes to what it does to your body. Obviously, I love that kind of style of track and I love suffering at the end because usually that's when I could start picking people off. Uh, but Kev just wasn't really there. You know, a lot of things going against me happened on the bike, kind of do new bike, which felt good by the way, which is solid, but yeah, just minimal time, minimal prep and it is what it is. Well, I'll be honest with you, man. That 22nd, the second moto was way better than I had anticipated you doing to be quite honest with you. And that was strictly based off the really? travel, based off the travel schedule and the lack of prep for outdoors here. Cause let's face it. You, you told me the week of red Bud or the week before red Bud. Yeah, man. So we're going to go ride outdoors here when we get back from, <laughs> from London. And I'm like, Oh, 
all right. So, yeah. So I figured you would be probably in like the 25. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't necessarily think LCQ. I was thinking like 25 to 30 just on the first one here. And like I said, a lot of that was based yeah. on travel schedule, lack of prep. Oh, he's not lying. When we were driving down to Redbud yeah. on Friday, he asked that. He goes, so I think Kev's going to do at Southwick. And I'm like, well. I was like, I was like, what do you really think he's going to do? Yeah, and like give, I said, it, give, it, give it to me all minutes. What would you say? Well, we, we landed yeah. on like the 25 to 30 because we're like, dude, he doesn't have any yeah. outdoor prep. He wasn't going to ride it. And then you're going from riding a Honda on a Supercross track to a KTM yep. on an outdoor track. Yeah. That's arguably the roughest track of the year so it's like yeah look to be honest with you kev you just yeah. had a bunch of shit working against you all right so like i'm super proud of that yeah. 22nd and you should be too because i mean this you are not riding outdoors right now yeah and okay. i mean you know you still you had some <laughs> of those awesome kevin moran's jeff walker battles that we're so accustomed to uh, dude, dude. That. <laughs> both motos bro like, I, I don't get it. First moto, like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I remember this last year, just being right there. Just rolling up on and Jeff then, like, dude, uh, get away from me. Dude, I know. <laughs> and then, uh, so I had that little lull. Sorry, I'm coughing and whatnot. But I had that little lull at the beginning of the second moto. Got a good start, and Jeff passes me. <laughs> Shocking. Like, I'll see you later, kind of deal. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'll see you in a bit. You know what I mean? You, you go and spread it out a little bit. I'll see you in a little bit. And he kind of got me a little bit, and then boom, just started chucking back up to him. And then, yeah, dude, he had, like, nothing at the end of the moto. I was smoked. I was smoked halfway through that moto, dude. So, yeah, I just I kept digging deep because I was like, I want to at least get him before the end of this. So I was happy to make that happen. Yeah, you and everyone else that rode that track yesterday. I was say, like I said, dude, I thought I thought it was great. the the first The first moto was exactly kind of in the realm of where I thought you would be, and then that second yeah. moto, I was like, dude. He's bad. Like when I start, because I was keeping track of actually you and Walker because you guys were right next to each other on the uh, timing yeah. on the side there. And the like towards yeah. the end of that second moto, I saw you guys start to move up, and I'm like, dude, is Kev gonna get actually like in the points here the second moto? Because that would be like a huge thing in my opinion to get in yeah. the points second moto. So you know, you know, I'm always gonna shoot you straight, bro. I'm not gonna bullshit you and be like, yeah, yeah man, I thought yeah. you were gonna win. Like go challenge Jet. Like fuck this, you're the greatest. Yeah, no, nah, dude. Like, like ah, bro, dude. Like, but hey. <laughs> Let's get off the outdoor stuff here because, like me, yeah. you're much more of a Supercross guy here. Let's talk about let's, let's talk about this World Supercross because I am so excited to hear all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I've freaking watched the vlog. I thought there was plenty of cool things there. But, like, what, what was this experience like? Like, compared to let, – let's compare it to some Feld Supercross. Like, how did you feel going in there, like – what was the track like? I want all the all the different details like that. Yeah, like so. One of the coolest things is how they kind of involve everybody in the opening ceremonies. Obviously, Supercross in the states, you got to be one of the top dudes, and they don't really give you much attention, kind of deal. Yep. Um, so that was kind of cool. I mean, obviously, there's less people doing it. They they kind of have to give attention to the main guys because they have 80 dudes that are coming to show up. Uh, so a little bit different in that aspect, but. Um, no, I was just really stoked with how everything went. It was obviously it's a cool experience, right? You get to go to a different country, see different culture, go see different things in the States here. Like you're used to just seeing the same city, same thing ever, over and over and over again. Yeah. Obviously it's cool to have the fan interaction and stuff like that. I think one of the coolest things is like going overseas and what you saw in the vlog is like these people were like hooting and hollering on the street. And I was like, Oh, like they're just like, you know, just joking around or they're just having a good time or whatever. And they come right up to me. I'm like, Wait, you guys know me? They're like, yeah, you watch the vlog. And I'm like, what? Dude. So, like, that was actually kind of like a cool experience. 
that was sick. I saw those. I saw that in the vlog, and I was like, dude, that is that is the coolest thing when you're somewhere like that, and someone's like, hey, I know you. How do you know me? YouTube. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Brits, yeah, Brits are hardcore when it comes to moto, man. It's the dude. same thing with French people. Like they're they're all about yeah. moto. Um. Okay. So. So, okay, so I guess I'll get into some more specific questions here. So, the opening ceremonies, I heard there was a bit of confusion with everyone going out on the floor for the opening ceremonies, and then, like, oh, do we come off? Do we go back on? Do we stay here? Do we leave? Like, I heard there was a bit Correct, of confusion yes. with that. So, um, what so, what exactly was it? Like, what were the instructions for that? <laughs> so, I uh, it was, it's a little bit all over the place, right? Like, so there's... First off, I'll just say I think there's a lot of potential within the series. I think what they have going on is really cool. I think it's going to kind of take things to the next level. But, yeah, like it was a little bit squirrely for this first one. Obviously, it's the first one of the year. We're going to kind of get it down, and the rest of them will be pretty easy. Nope. But I think that they kind of – can you hear me? Yeah, we can now. You're good. Okay. Uh, I think that they kind of semi-figured that the majority everybody that did it last year was doing it this year kind of deal. Okay. Um, so it wasn't like super in detail that the descriptions of what we needed to do or it kind of was, but they probably should have like ran you through it right before you go out and do it. Like, Oh, just remember, you know, we go out here as soon as they get ready to introduce the big dudes, you guys all come out kind of deal. Uh, so yeah, we all just stayed on the track and then like, I think it was McElrath came off the track when they're introducing the big guys. And we're all like, uh, should we have done that too? And then we all just kind of followed suit. So, yeah, it was kind of weird. But, uh, no, overall, like, super cool experience, super cool deal. So, yeah, what other questions you got? What did you What did you think of the track there? Because, obviously, the lap times were super short. Um, did it feel short? Did it feel racy? I've kind of skimmed through it. I didn't, it's not like, uh, it's not like a U.S. Supercross where I was like, oh, I got to sit down and watch this. Plus we were at Redbud that whole day. So like me and Justin got back and kind of were like, oh yeah, we'll watch this later and talk about it next week deal. So what did, what did you think of the track overall compared to like a U.S. track? So I'll be really honest with this, whether they listen to this or not, um, I will probably give my two cents to them that I think that they should have tried to set it up a little bit more all the way down the stadium, all the way back down the stadium. Okay. To the side, to the side. They like a zigzag in the middle that kind of made things a little bit, a little bit goofy, to be honest. Like okay. towards the end of the motos, like the mains, it kind of had some passing areas, which I, it was kind of cool. But yeah, it was a little bit goofy because you had some shorter sections that broke it up. That then it was kind of like, on the gas, on the gas, on the gas. Like, there wasn't a ton of flow with it. Got it. But uh, as far as everything was built, like, it was pretty good. Everything was pretty solid. Obviously, the dirt was a little bit tricky. It was tacking some areas and then dry slick in some areas. But, I mean, we have that as some of the, the Supercross tracks around the States, too. So, yeah. Did, um, for the most part, it's pretty good. Scale-wise, scale, scale wise, everything seemed to be roughly the same, though? Like, Yeah, pretty solid. I mean, everything was pretty much on point as far as that goes the finish line was a little bit big i was gonna, I was gonna uh, ask about that i was yeah. gonna bring up did you have any sketch <laughs> moments on the split lane before the finish line like everybody else yes oh 100 <laughs> yes um i'm trying to think of what else uh the three so the middle section like right after you hit the finish line you turn you have like a little double double situation and boom that first like legitimate rhythm where there was a choice whether you go three on off or like roxon was going three over tangible two, but like a majority of the guys were just going two, three on off single. 
that was a pretty solid rhythm. Like I liked how there was choices there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, everything else was. I mean, it was, it was built pretty good. Okay. The I will say that the Supercross triple face was quite steep, <laughs> and the Supercross landing triple landing was quite mellow. So like you're going off a very steep face to a pretty flat landing was always a pretty hard hit. Huh. Um. How was that was, that was my only. How were the how are the whoops? Were those pretty big or those were pretty mellow too? Dude, they were actually they were actually pretty gnarly. Like they were not big and they yeah. looked like they were gonna be super easy. As soon as I was walking track, I was like, oh boom, got those. Perfect. But they just got super edgy. Like they were pretty tricky. Hmm. How was the how was the bike? <laughs> like, did they get that bike set up the same way you have the one set up at your house or So this is the way the the Honda Nils program worked for me. At least this is what the deal is. So I don't know what I've told you off the record. This is all I'm going to say on the record kind of deal. But, uh, <laughs> well, you, got, you like that? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> On the record here. Always a corporate man. Yeah. Yes. So they're an overseas team. They're like, hey, we'd love to give you a bike, get you a bike to work on, yada, yada, yada. I obviously was kind of a later addition to the team. Uh, and they're pretty much like, if you could go buy yourself a practice bike, that would be super sick. You go buy yourself a bike. You get some practice. We'll send you a set of suspension, a set of clamps, and some other goodies and whatnot to test out. <laughs> but if you can do that, it's going to make everything actually work. Like, if you're going to expect us to try to get you a bike or any other situation, I guess I could have said, hey, send me the money to buy a bike. It doesn't really bother me. Right? Like, at least most privateers of my level or around my level, you buy a bike, you're not going to lose a bunch on it. As long as you have a dealer that's going to give you a good deal, maybe get it at cost, etc. Like you're not going to lose a ton on the bike, so that scared me. And they were sending me a set of suspension, so they said, "You get the bike, we'll send you a set of suspension. You find somebody in America to set it up, and then boom, test with it. Tell us everything you like on the bike. Then you just take the suspension only, fly with it overseas. We'll put it on the bike you race it." Okay. So it was honestly like the easiest way to make it work because I did all my handlebar testing, gearing testing. Um, you know, a full shot device, how far down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, all I had to do is they just sent me a set of suspension. That's all. That's everything that I showed up to the race was the same on my practice bike, obviously. And then I just flew with the suspension. How, uh, what's it like flying with suspension? Like, what's what goes into that? Because a lot of people talk about this. But like that has to be an interesting thing of like, like just Wilson. yeah, of like checking it or like carrying it on. Like I don't even know if that's oh why so. what happened did his get lost? No, in the past he's had problems when did he's it? done overseas races and they they have lost his shit in the past. Yeah, yeah. So that is obviously a, a large concern. All I have is I have like a moto cases, so like moto case case. So it's like obviously cut out foam for. A set of suspension. So it's got a, a shot cut out. It's got two fork cut out. So it's, it's an entire gun case, more or less, but it's just got the suspension in it. So what I do is I, it's honestly as simple as just checking a bag. So you just tell them, is this a gun? No, it's, it's a suspension case or whatever. What I did, I did something extra on top of it because I always hear these stories about these things getting lost and never get returned. So I printed off a piece of paper and put it inside of it. I said, if this package slash bag is held if there's problems, if it's not able to continue, or if it's lost, please contact me at, boom, I put my number, I put my email, and I put my Instagram. So, like, there's no reason that they can tell me that this is completely lost. Like, somebody's going to open it and see this inside, so they're either 
BSing or somebody stole it kind of the deal. <laughs> so I did that and I had no problems. Like it showed right up and then I flew back home with it as well. And uh, same thing like domestic, like uh, I just flew to Southwick with an extra set of suspension, just stock set of suspension because I didn't know how good my stuff was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way I have something as a backup. And yeah, same situation. I just threw that little piece of paper in there and water being water boom. There it is. Hmm. Sweet. Um, now what did they have you do for press stuff? Like, did you have anything outside of the stadium or everything press wise was in the stadium for, for this? Everything was inside the stadium. I kind of thought they were going to have like some activities outside the stadium, like they've had in years or last year. Yeah. But, uh, no, was, everything was in stadium, kind of what you saw in the vlog. Like, we did had a little media day, and yeah. that was about it. We didn't get to ride or anything like that. No testing, no hmm. press day riding. Uh, as soon as you came out, you got one free practice, one qualifying session, boom, went racing. Hmm. Okay. Um, what was the what was the crowd like? Was it big? Because it didn't look that big on TV, but it was... Yeah, I think that that's another thing. Like, I think it's got potential to grow once they get into it and kind of make it more of a consistent thing. Okay. Uh, I thought it was, it was it was healthy, but it was nothing like crazy. Okay. Um. Uh, oh, I'm brain fading. Ask him a question. Uh, how do you like the format? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, honestly, when I was doing it, I was like, "This is awful." <laughs> Why do they not go two fifty four fifty two fifty four fifty two fifty four? Yeah, that is a little weird. I think that's a change that they they probably should make in the future. But when your boy was running fifth for the entire third race, I was like, I love this one. <laughs> everybody else is gas. Uh, it's kind of like a triple crown. You get to that third one, and you're like, man, everybody else is struggling, and I'm fine. Um, yeah, exactly, dude. Did it seem? I, mean, I was. Oh, go I ahead. Too. I was. I was getting pumped up. I was getting pumped up towards the end of the second and you even saw me say in the video i'm like you just got to be smooth and carry this one out Kev, because like i was already kind of toast but i got a good start and just rode my ride kind of deal it's a lot easier to to be consistent and move on supercross than it is a southwick track that can did it uh did the did the racing seem really short yeah yeah we got you now did the racing seem really short? Because it was like it yeah, on TV. Okay. It was like you snapped your fingers and like the race was over. Especially in the two fifties, four fifties was a bit more, but it, it still was quick. Yeah, no, it was pretty. It was pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for us, it felt like a while because you have three different races. Like you're like, okay, I just raced one month, sweet, ready to go for round two. After round two, you're like, geez, Louise, we already raced twice. You got another one. Like, my goodness, it's gonna be longer. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty quick. Be honest i will say the one thing i do not like about the series that i will probably be voicing my opinion about is they have a last lap card right they don't have a white flag they have mm. a last lap card okay and you coming out of that right-handed corner it's very tough to see hmm. so almost every time i raced i didn't know it was the last lap or like anything like that i just saw the check flag i'm like oh okay we're done it's, like, <laughs> it's oh, super sweet. hard to see just like a card being held there. Yeah. Kind of deal. Like you see a flag waving. You don't see like, you know what I mean? So that's one yeah. thing that I thought was kind of goofy about the situation. Did you talk to anybody? Did anybody else have that same feeling or sentiment about it? No, no, honestly, dude, I was completely slammed from two weeks before world supercross to literally until now where I have like a full week to kind of think about things. Yeah. And just kind of reflecting on everything. That's one thing that, that kind of sticks out. Hmm. So no, I haven't mentioned it to anybody. 
Look, I'm just waiting to see Kevin that Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Dude, that would be pretty sick, though. I'm not going to lie. So we need, I, I will tell you, we need. I have it in my notes to talk about because that's the one thing we haven't talked about is the WSX race yet. We need Super Bowl here. I love the Super Bowl idea. It's fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's yep. like, okay. Like, yep. We can hear you. Uh, so you said you we, have in your notes to do what? We need super, We yeah. need the Super Bowl here. We both like Super Bowl. I think yeah. it's a great idea. I think it is pretty cool. I mean, and it adds a little bit extra time so that you're not just like race, 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 race. Yeah. Yep. So, I, I mean, I honestly, I think it's what we should start the night with for the night show. Even if it's only like the top five guys, it still should be that. And then there can be, you know... Five points, four well, points, three points, two it, points, one point shit or something. It's kind of like with that one. Like, everybody kind of assumed, like, oh, yeah, Kenny's been fastest all day. Like, of course he's going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then just out of nowhere, ultimately, I know it doesn't mean anything, but, like, Jay Hill, like, all of a sudden just mm-hmm. pops up. You're like, okay, that, that adds some excitement to the race. Yeah. I mean, granted, I know once, like Kev said, it's harder on the riders, but, like, from the fan perspective and growing that, that like, series... Dude, it's it's something mm-hmm. that over here we're not going to be used to. Over no. there, they do a lot of it yeah. in those their little small Supercross series, but I think it's a cool idea. So, Kev, what'd you end up? Eighth overall? Tenth. Tenth? Okay. Well. Yep. Dude. I mean, that's kind of where... That, that's... Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's great, dude. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, for two weeks, two weeks on the bike, pretty much, and going over there, first round, kind of... I mean, I was, I was happy with how it went, to be really honest. Hmm. Especially, I mean, like... I finished right behind, I could be wrong, but I think I finished right behind Nichols. I beat Josh Hill, uh, and obviously, like, Celia and a bunch of other pretty solid dudes. So, like, I was I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. We just kind of came to the conclusion that you need to beat Grant Harlan. <laughs> yeah. Because you guys have just kind of been going this back and forth thing of who's, like, the best privateer as far as Supercross is related. Yeah. Um, Wait, say that again? You, you got to beat Grant Harlan, bro, because you two are fighting it out for yeah, privateer of the year. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I was like, uh, well, I as long as it beats Grant, like, yeah, then not, we're good. <laughs> I was happy about that, too, dude. Homie's killing it outdoors. Like, I got to give it to him. He is. He stepped his shit up, especially in mm-hmm. Supercross. Yeah. Like, he's always been good outdoors, but Supercross, yeah. he definitely got a lot better this last year. Yep. So, uh, yeah. so when do they come to redo the track? Uh, Right now, it's looking like uh, probably like Tuesday. I think it's August 8th or 9th. Sick. 7th or 8th, something like that. Sick. So then they're going to work until probably probably the weekend. Cool. Sweet. So the weekend of the 12th, which is the weekend of what? Unadilla? Yeah. Mm, it's the sure. weekend that they'll be done. Yeah, it's the weekend Sweet. of Unadilla. Well, I'll be through Kansas the tw- the weekend before the, that. Yeah, the 20, 29th of what's it called. So I'll be through. Maybe we'll stop by if it's on the way. Say hi. Yeah, no, that'd be sweet though. Yeah, come on out, you know. Yeah, well, I can't ride, or it's, it's this is this is a quick weekend in and out to do some family stuff that I'll tell you about off the air. But yeah, uh, so, gotcha. But yeah, so but we'll. I I don't know exactly. I know it's a little bit farther than your house, so I'll see if we I'll see if we can swing going by. Me and Ashley will stop in and say hi. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That should be home. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the Loretta's weekend, so it's the it's the off weekend, so yeah. it works perfectly for me. So, but Indeed. all right, you got anything else for him? No, nah, man. I think that's all I got. All right, Kev. Well, thank you for coming on, Thanks, sir. Brother. Really appreciate it. Great job this weekend. Great yeah. job last weekend awesome. at World Supercross, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you still want to be friends, even though I thought you were gonna be a twenty-five to thirtieth place guy. <laughs> hey, at oh, least you didn't have it. at least you didn't have the same experience as you did last year at the Wick. 
I thought last uh, year was what, going 21, 21. No, I thought you had the whole case issue where like you were having problems. Like, putting... oh yeah, there is a lot of issues there. Yeah. But it, it did suck going 21, 21. Yeah. I was say I thought I was yeah, I about the I results. Went... I was talking about bike shit. I was say results yeah. wise, I thought it was all right. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, that's fine, but like it was stressful leading up well, to that. Well, there's nothing worse than getting 21, 21. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Yeah, just one so point out of the. It's like sucks. second. Like if you're not first, you're last. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, man, get some rest. I'll talk to you this week, brother. And uh, thanks for coming on, man. See ya. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. You know, we'll, we'll keep that killer coatings on the. Uh, we need we need to snag photo aftermath show on some stuff too. So I appreciate it. And yeah, we have that on the floor. Yeah, because they don't hate we'll us over there. there. I mean, say we get that Moto Aftermath show on that World Supercross bike. Yeah, we don't have Adam Bailey. Who yeah, like son. I'm, like, I'm a big Adam Bailey fan, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, later you, brother Howdy, bye. all right ken moran's everybody ken moran's no man i definitely was not talking about the results the results were good it was that cold putting the hole through the case last year do you think he's mad at me now because i said he was gonna go 25 30 no i think kev is definitely somebody who doesn't get pissed off when people express their opinion look man i, I think bet- if you would have said that you didn't think he was gonna qualify he'd probably be a little salty that i know I, I think no dude, I, didn't, I, I didn't think that i don't think that he uh i don't think that he probably had high expectations for the win because i don't think he's out of shape he's just not in full-blown outdoor shape no he hasn't been riding outdoors he so. literally just went from riding supercross on a honda to ktm <laughs> on an outdoor track that he hadn't been riding outdoors let's put it this way they brought him up on the fantasy show and they yeah. were like oh i think he's riding a honda and then you're like no he's riding a ktm and then Paul is like, well, I just sent him a bunch of Renthal shit for Honda, so like, <laughs> I don't know what he's riding here, but so yeah, no one really knew. Yeah, here's the thing: Kev's if you'd have, have been riding the Honda outdoors, though, he definitely would have got nineteen nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Get off All right. KTM. Uh, let's talk about World Supercross. So, because that's the last thing we got here. So, yeah. the, first off, Super Pole is freaking awesome. Love Super. Like I said, dude, we need it. Everybody thought Kenny. Oh, dude, fastest all day. It's Kenny. Like whatever. And, and then, then Jay Hill just comes Justin out and just like Hill. does Justin Hill things, and you're like, that is what I'm talking about, dude. Yes. Like, Super Pole, when all these guys, we've talked about it enough, we always wonder, like, if one of these guys, you give them incentive, if they just go out and focus on putting one lap heater in, who could be the fastest dude? Who could be the fastest dude? And it's like, Justin Hill did Justin Hill things. Mm-hmm. Like, he just went out and he just put the lap of his life in, and you're like, okay, that's cool. Didn't expect that. Nope. You know? Because here's the thing. Would it shock me if he did it again? No. Would it shock me if Savachi went out and did it? No. It's It adds excitement to the show. Yep. Which, that's what Supercross is. It's a show. Yep. Outdoors is hardcore for the hardcore people. Supercross is a show. You add more excitement to it. That's the whole point of it. It's just like anything else that is a show. Yeah. You know? So. Uh, yeah. So... That's awesome. The track was short, which we already kind of touched on. And that split lane before the finish was dumb. Kenny's, Kenny's well, really line where he was bouncing cool, off. Though. Yeah, he was bouncing off the berm and then shifting mm-hmm. weight and kind of doubling in was cool. But uh, the moment that they kicked the tough block out, I was like, Ugh. yeah. Well, and that finish line was huge. I was glad to see we weren't using the metal ramp yeah. for the finish. That yeah, was cool. That's, that's a good thing. But that was a big. I'll tell you what, dude. There were a lot of them two fifty guys stretching. I think to get Dino over that. almost killed himself a couple times. I think so too. But there were a lot of guys stretching yeah. to get over that on the yep. two fifty class, especially. So, um, what he th- so. This has been a topic of conversation. The Alessi crash okay. and how long it took for that red flag to come out. Because he was out for three to four minutes is what I heard. Yeah, that which was... Which was um, three to four laps. That was a he really... Was out, out. Yeah, honestly, if I was them, I'd have thrown up the red flag after the first time around. Like, after the first lap, and then they were like, okay, can we get him up? And then the second time it came around, I don't know why they They said flip. there wasn't a red flag there at all. What? 
That's what I've they didn't heard. They have a red flag? That's what I've heard. Well, I if that's the case, that's, that is not a good look. Then you know what? Stick one of the medic dudes well, right in front of Yeah, well, that was. I mean, that was what they did. Because, I mean, did you see Shane? Because they, literally they're throwing the medic flag, and then that guy's standing there in the middle of the section. Well, yeah. dude, and if I'm Shane and Max, and I can't remember who else was a part of that battle. Was it Oldenburg or whatever? Yeah. Uh, dude, every time I come around, I got to stall my momentum for a whole rhythm section. I'm getting a little pissed. Yeah, and those races were short anyway. That That is one thing. And again, we're going to... Do some criticism here because the series is new and they have There's some things to work some on. Things they got to tweak. But I'm with Kev. Lots of potential for this. There wasn't Lots. a lot of people there though. That was it was not. that was super strange. But it's also what we've been hearing though. Reason why some of these rounds have gone away. Yeah, God is it hasn't done as well as they thought. But I'm also on your train of thinking that I think they're gonna kind of do what the GPs do and get some of these local municipalities or whatever you yeah. want to call them, well, governments. To and, and here's another thing I've heard direct from Adam Bailey is that they're trying to do, with all these ones they're doing right now, they're trying to do multi-year deals mm-hmm. in the place, which will be good because that will build consistency, which yeah. will hopefully build the fan base there. So, um, yeah, so the, so yeah, so the, the red flag situation there, there needed to be, um, they needed to have that more ironed out because that was definitely a thing that could happen, and it did happen. We saw it, and it was real mess. Sketch. Um, and then the restart was the same thing. And the pro- the real problem with the restart was that you did that single-file restart, except for the track just curves right back around on yeah. itself. So that was an issue. So from what I understand, the last five guys were like, like the, the rules didn't matter. It was just like, get the fuck out of the way. Um, so I think we need to look at some stuff like that a little bit closer. Uh, I will. So, have you have you sent? You just said you watched the clip. Have you watched the whole broadcast yet? Though, I, I, so I've kind of skipped through the broadcast. So, what do you what do you think of what you saw though about the the most important part? I guess the actual racing. I thought the racing was actually pretty good, and I think Even a lot of four fifty clips. I think a lot of it has to do with the freaking what's it called? Like I'm gonna the, be I'm gonna be honest with you. Outside of Kenny not getting a start, he's not gonna get beat this year. No, but we knew that coming in. Yeah, but. Part of me, like, dude, Vince Freeze, he got that one win only because he got the start and he was doing <laughs> Vince Freeze things. Um, the 250 class was all over the place, even though Shane ultimately ended up winning as many motos. What do you want, two out of the three or all three or something? Yeah. Uh, Max was not. I thought Max would be a lot better, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And then Enzo riding with a busted up shoulder. Like, that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Enzo thing was super interesting. How he popped his shoulder out, got it popped back in, I think and if, then rode. I think that I think he's going to dominate the rest of that series. But now I'm confused because now I've heard he's getting surgery, and then I heard he wasn't getting surgery. So I don't really know what's going on with that. If he gets surgery, like he's out. Oh, he's done for sure. But um, I don't. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I do think he has the potential to dominate the 250 class. There, I though. think the 450 class is pretty clear cut. It it's it's Kenny Savachi and and Vince Freeze. Yeah, like. It, it's pretty clear cut because even I thought Justin, you don't think Hill, Justin Hill sticks his nose in. No, nah, I mean, I thought like, dude, especially after he went out and won the Super Bowl and he was feeling froggy in the qualifier. Like, dude, it just he doesn't. I don't think he 
which is odd because he's always kind of been a fast starter. I don't think he gets into a groove early enough in those short mains. Yeah, it's probably true. I think he does I, need a longer main to get by into the time a groove he gets, and like really and he did this at the end of this stuff off. And he did yeah. this at the end of our series. Like as the main would go on, he'd start he'd clicking dudes off, mm-hmm. which is something weird because you never really thought of Justin Hill as being a cardio yeah. guy, but like whatever. Yeah. But I just do. I think because the the field isn't obviously as deep. Like yeah. if Kenny and Savachi and Freeze get a start, like he can't catch him. No, he just can't. So. Uh, the the racing was good. Um, I still my biggest complaint, and it's kind of one of those things they're gonna have to work on. Their biggest miss, though, they didn't have a top GP guy. That was the biggest yeah. miss to me. Because, dude, could you imagine if they would have had like a Jeremy Sewer or when they go to um, uh, what is it? Uh, they have a Spain round, right? I think because they were talking about. I don't remember. Because uh, the big thing was trying to get Prado, which obviously Prado now is never going to happen because he has the no. you know the GP lead. But um, I just I feel like it was a it's a big miss if they don't have a top GP dude show up for mm-hmm. at least one of these rounds. Because once again, we've talked about this. Like if they don't get a top GP guy, this is just an American series in a different part of the world. Yeah, which is fine. Like it's fine. We still have the top Supercross dudes in the world. But the whole point of this being a world supercross series is having people that don't race our own series in it and i know that they have subs and they have Ronde and they have ramette and all these different guys but like no offense to those dudes a lot of those dudes are way past their prime and they're never going to win a race you know matt moss was in there so that's cool but he's all over the place luke clout has the potential to be the one guy that could step up but he can't stay off the ground tanti's not a supercross guy so it's like y- you know you you have some of these decent guys but it's it's still a miss if they don't have a top GP guy show up for one of these races. Like, it would have been cool to kind of what they did that one year with, um, uh, remember that wild uh, Supercross race they did with the sand that Hurlings was there and Geyser yeah, was there? Yeah, it was an SMX. Yeah. It was a super motocross race. If, if you could get, like, a Geyser to show up to one of these. Mm-hmm. Or you could get a Hurlings to show up to one of these. Yeah. They'd obviously have to pay him a lot of money for that one race. But I just, that's the... That is my only beef. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna really like harp on something, that is my only thing is, is the fact that they didn't have a top GP dude. Because I don't know about you, but I was sitting there and I'm going, yeah, man, I feel like I'm just watching like a, a less loaded uh, felt Supercross race. Yeah, I I do have to say though, I do think that the um, I think the format lends itself to parity mm-hmm. more. Which is cool because the races are super, super short, man. Yeah, you got to get super a start. Super short. Outside of that last one, even the last one, it's only 10 and 12 laps. You yeah. got to get a start. Yeah. Or 10 and 12 minutes or whatever the hell you want to call it's, it. It's super interesting to see uh, see how short it actually is. And like I said, watching the 250s, it was like, okay, sweet. And then like as soon as you start getting into it, it's like, boom, it's done. It also makes it more so in the 250 class because it's obviously a lot. Guys are a lot uh, closer together as far as speed and talent. Yeah. Uh, it definitely makes it where if you don't get a start in one of those mains, you could easily lose the championship in one, 100%. Like in one round. 100%. Because like, if Shane goes to whatever the one is on the 30th and he just doesn't get starts all night, mm-hmm. like, dude, because he, he's not clearing away faster than everybody else. No. So you, you're going to work your way up to third, mm-hmm. and that ultimately you could lose the points lead pretty easily. 450 class, once again, let's be real, it's 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 Kenny all day long. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, I mean, it was great. Uh, like, we talked about this. Like, it's anything having to do with dirt bikes, I'm always going to watch, especially, like, another Supercross series getting this going. But they definitely, um, and it's the first year, they have some stuff they got to work on. But it, 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 Kev's right. It does have the potential to be very, very well, to go well. 
but they they gotta. I think they gotta bring in the right people that have the the know how. Well, so Cooksey's been talking to Adam Bailey, and there's some things behind the scenes here because Cooksey's like, dude, like this should have been better than what it was. But there's some things going on. Like, so one of the big things here that they're work that that they're really having to work on with all these different venues that they're going to here that Feld has laid out already is dirt. Mm-hmm. Like that's the big problem. Where do you get the dirt? Where do you store the dirt? How do you get the dirt from outside the stadium in type deal? So that's like a big logistics thing that they're working on, which again, they've probably been working on it, but it's still not like an overnight thing to figure out where to store 9,000 tons of dirt, you know? Yeah, because over here, like we store them in a lot of like big, you know, storage container, like storage places or yeah. like in arenas. And again, they like- have it laid out already for every single stadium that they go to problem over there is a lot harder because uh a lot of the other places like that's big enough to hold dirt are soccer stadiums and that's never going to happen they're never going to store dirt in a soccer stadium no they're not going to fuck yeah up. it's so, soccer's too big over there so there's there's some logistics things that they're working through um how about that mobile one sponsorship for the rick Ware thing do you think that was just like a carryover from one of his other things or do you think they're legitimately sponsoring that team because if they are that is i think super interesting i think it might well i don't i think it might be a little bit of both i think more so i don't know if mobile one is one of rick Ware's. like it's definitely not one of his indycar sponsors Mm -hmm. so maybe it's one of his nascar sponsors or he's got energy dude i just thought that was super interesting that that was on them because it's like well mobile Uh, one definitely doesn't make yeah motorcycle oil. i definitely or, well they do but no one uses it yeah no shit um i i mean don't get me wrong if they want to send me a whole bunch and say mm-hmm. they sponsor us like i might use it in my bike too but yeah exactly uh i don't like the fact though that that team i think it's cool for the riders but i think it's a like a an optics thing uh you got to get all the guys in the same brand it looks super stupid that your 250 guy rides a yamaha and then your 450 guy rides a kawasaki i don't think that looks that dumb because, I, I just, because the graphics aren't, because it's not a blue bike. No, no, no. I don't mean that. I think the bikes look fine. I yeah. mean in the sense that you're supposed to be one of the bigger teams over there, and you don't have an actual OEM as a sponsor. But there isn't any OEM for any of them. The OEMs just support okay. support it support the teams outside of that, OEM, and then the team just carries it in. OEM might not be the right wording. Uh, make a deal with somebody that sells bikes that you get bikes from. Mm-hmm. Have them on the same bike. The bikes look fine. I think the bikes honestly look kind of cool. I was gonna say, I dude, I kind of like it the fact that it's not like a green Kawasaki and a blue Yamaha. Yeah, I think and a the bike Honda. Look, I think the bikes look great. I I don't not the way the bike looks. Put them on a Yamaha or put them both on Kawasaki's. That, I think it just makes it. I think it. I think it's one of those things as a as, a, as an optics thing. It just kind of because the series is new and maybe it won't in the future. Maybe it'll be to the point that hey, if you have a team, you guys got to ride the same bikes. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of. It feels like it's thrown together and it's like here you fucking go do whatever you're gonna do because that shit would never happen over here yeah but it's it but it's completely different and to be honest and that's what i mean like you see what i'm trying to say like i understand yeah. like it maybe it won't maybe in the future gets to the point hey your team rides hondas everybody's got to ride a honda your team rides yamahas it just kind of here's the re- thing so i could see for practical reasons aka yeah. parts that kind of shit mm-hmm. to make them all ride the same however I would like to see it all like Rick Ware. We're like, you don't have it OEM branded. Yeah. You have, like, what are you riding? I'm riding the Mobile One Rick Ware racing bike. No, no. That, that, that I, I, like, I, I understand what you're saying. That I don't have a problem And like with I'm all. saying, in the future, okay, cool. Just for simplicity for the teams of like, okay, we're a gas gas team, yeah, you know, whatever, yeah. or Honda team. 
but I would like to see all the bikes in the series legitimately completely separately branded mm. like matching like the Rick Ware ones are but completely separately branded and colored that so that it's with. not kind of like uh kind of like Formula 1 for yeah. lack of a better term you know yeah. like like yeah we all know that the Red Bull is powered by Honda or whatever it was at least yeah but and it's like yeah you have the Honda Motors logo there but like Outside of that, there ain't anything on there that tells Same me that's with a fucking the Ferraris Honda. and the Mercedes. Yeah, team. yeah, no, totally. I, I definitely agree. I, I no, think honestly, that would be I really think, cool. I think the I think Shane's bike looks sick. I, yeah, I do. Joey's that, bike in white Kawasaki, it's kind of been done, but the white Yamaha, like mm-hmm. that bike, honestly, I think is the best looking bike in the two fifty. Yeah, group. I think it looks awesome, mm-hmm. and especially with the kit that Shane has going, like I think his setup is sick. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah, that I don't disagree with at all. I think that's really really cool. I just think that like getting the same bike brand. In the future, as more, it just looks more professional. Because, mm-hmm. um, like I said, when you have one guy run one bike another, it's kind of like, well, here you fucking go. But no, I, I think it was a, a good first start, and and it shows that, like, hey, this mm-hmm. is raw, this is new. We're trying to work on this. Um, and I think they're open. To to, I think they're open to criticism. Adam Bailey has said that, like, yeah, we're working on things right now. Yeah. So no, I think I think it was I a think- good first round. Like I said, though, the, the it's just a thing with four fifty racing, I guess, these days outside of the GPS. This is uh, if Kenny Kenny could win every fucking race. To be mm-hmm. with you, yeah. So that might get a little boring, I guess. We'll see. Um, Depends. I, just, I don't want to. I just don't. Going to win when Webb shows up? Mm, maybe not. Probably not. I would actually give Coop the the bet. I would actually give Coop the upper hand on that one. Be crazy if Webb wins this title, setting Kenny out one race, and it's only six races anyway. It would be a typical Cooper Webb circa 2021 <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think this is just kind of the the state of 450 racing these days. Well, now we got 90 days to wait till we get to the next one, which is a long time. And yeah. I couldn't find a schedule when I clicked the link tree to go to their yeah. website. It just clicked me out of Instagram. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So that was your World Supercross wrap up there. So we will. We'll we'll cover these as they continue to come through here, going in going through the fall here. Interested yep. to see how it goes. One last thing before we wrap up here. I'll just want to read off the abide.moto Southwick recap because I think this guy's hilarious. So let me just read you his his Southwick recap notes here. Note number one Metallica makes twenty five hundred dollars in royalties from Enter the Sandman playing on loop. <laughs> Because every single fucking reel, you don't quite get that. Every single reel that you see from there is to Metallica's Enter the Sandman. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. Okay. Junkyard Dog could still score points at the Wick. Changed my mind. He's 60 years old. Changed my mind. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Lars calls Hunter one tough son of a bitch. Too bad his crankshaft wasn't. That's that's rough. That's rude. <laughs> he has some really good. Some of them it's like, oh, okay, but some of them are really good. Uh, watching RGA ride sand makes me tired. <laughs> it makes me fucking tired, too. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, here's a fun one. Can we just mail Jet the contingency checks and save him some flight time? <laughs> How about the championship? Jesus Christ. <laughs> just tell him to stay home. <laughs> stay home, bro. Just give him a Oh, one. God. Uh, Deegan shows he's the next hurlings god of sand. Oh, that's that's gonna know. piss off a lol god. No, I, I hope I hope somewhere that ends up in a forum and then just go to town. Here's a here's this this last one's probably one of the best ones. Uh, Jimmy D shows up on a four stroke. Me and Danny Stew are sad. Do you know who Danny Stew is? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. 
because uh, <laughs> and we're all and we're all sad about we're it. We're all sad. I'd have much rather seen a one twenty five. Well, a one fifty. Whatever. That would have been awesome. Um. So yeah, I guess uh, to round out the show, we supposedly get Pierce Brown back at Millville. <laughs> that uh, doesn't do anything for me. We're getting Fortner back at Washougal. That That's does a little exciting. bit. That does a little bit for me. That moves the needle. That does move the needle in an already wild two fifty class. Yep. How funny it would be if Fortner just comes out and just goes one one, and then we're just like, what wow. the hell? Huh. I'd be like, huh, not well, calling that, that but was I'm like, interesting. I'm like. Okay. Okay. All right. Ryan Hughes. <laughs> good job. Uh, and then a little bit irrelevant to most people because some of these people won't even know who these names are, and you probably won't either. But we are getting two GP dudes entering the 450 class for the last three rounds. Um, a former uh, multi-EMX 250 winner, a uh, guy who's been top five in the MX2 class. His name's Steven Rubini. Okay. And then, um, <laughs> don't laugh at this name, but you <laughs> probably know who it is. He's also uh, a former Bud Kawasaki racer. Uh, very talented, Good. very talented in the EMX 125, up and down EMX 250 career, Pierre Goupillon. He will be, uh, they're both riding 450s. I think they're going to be on Hondas. Um, Goupillon doesn't normally ride a 450, uh, so that'll be interesting. And he is also a kid that just sends it. So what was that? He sent. I hope he doesn't run into Jet in practice because I'm super nervous with this kid because he is all over the place. Great. He is, he is wild. Sounds like a good time. It's not for whoever's around him in practice. Uh, but Rubini, um, he'll he'll definitely be 5 to 10, more than likely. Uh, very, very fast kid. So um, they're in for the last three. So, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be cool. Goupion, I don't really expect much because he, like I said, he's – just a wild child but rubini is a, a very solid dude so like i said he should be five to ten and that's honestly what we just need the 450 classes is excitement and more people yep because right now we don't have either of those <laughs> all right well this has been episode number 244 god can't wait for the comments after this fucking the comments show. are gonna be lit bro gonna be legend dairy <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure to comment down below, especially you digging people. Uh, God, I love, I love you guys. You. I love you. You I love motivate. You. Not really, but you You keep motive. this show going. You keep this show going. You literally keep the light on. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? All that money we're making off of them is good at Dollar Tree. It's great at Dollar Tree. So, all right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to our sponsors, Complete Med Solutions, TLR Coatings, Holster Co., Gutter Works, Adept Creative Co., and Isaac Nelson Designs. We'll be back next week to wrap up Millville, and we'll see everybody then. Later.